You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you're using, and of course... Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast. Hello, Twitch room. Even though our light on our camera died right before Every, going Everything's there. going wrong. Everything's gone wrong tonight. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be coughing away during this show. Uh, my, my voice is going. Our, our, our ring light... Our, our sexy yeah. cam model ring light has gone out. Yeah, how are we supposed to be influencers? So, I know a ring everything's light? going wrong. Johnny Gargano gets put through a table. What's happening, Brayden? man. Oh boy. I don't know. What a but, night. Yeah. Welcome at Up Next Podcast on Twitter. Give us a follow and uh, say hello. Hello, Brayden and Davey are here. We're here to talk about some NXT. We talked about war games mm. on the weekend Sunday. We did a watch along. And then a post show, of course, the, the podcast is on this very feed or the video replay is up on our Twitch and our YouTube. So go check those out if you haven't. Go give us a follow, like, and all that stuff on the YouTubes and Twitch as well if you'd like to see what we look like when we usually have the ring light. Mm. So we got a, we got a backup light. We're okay. Yeah, we, we still look, look we're good. We're okay. You're dressed like Johnny Gargano. Of course. Because you Johnny jacket. You literally have the, shirt. <laughs> you have the same jacket that he wears. Uh, you knew he was. I, I feel like I've always dressed like Johnny. You have. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like I've been copying him. It's just like you both we have similar. the same fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Both great guys. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about Australians? Oh, well, well yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing's changed. My opinion hasn't changed <laughs> Australians. Joking. I love you all. I love you all. Yeah, we watched some NXT tonight. I was because we are your NXT friends. Friends, that's right. We are. We are, guys. Uh, we'll always be your NXT friends, but they're pushing it. <laughs> t- t- tonight got me a bit. I, I really enjoyed War Games. I, I did have fun with War Games, and I've been pretty positive the last couple of weeks. I think we had something to build to. I think uh, 
like some of the new prospects have like been like pretty impressive, like a like a Bron Breaker uh, in particular. And and I did enjoy uh, War Games, but yeah, tonight felt. Um, I I noticed the length this week, and I know you've said a few times like it should be back to a one hour, right? And I haven't really personally felt that until tonight oh. felt like a really long show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here I'll save you a whole podcast. War Games was good. Tonight sucked, and I, NXT is dead to me once again. I'm over it. I'm done. I hate this show. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 I do. They literally even ruin the little things that I don't hate. Mm. They somehow go, hmm, should we do this to make it not good? Mm. Is what they did on every little thing here tonight. So, yeah. It's supposed to be the farewell of Johnny Gargano. Well, yeah. So there's been speculation. Obviously, um, There've been uh, all the uh, contract talks, all the contracts coming up. Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. Um, Johnny's ending on in three days on the tenth. Uh, signed that extension to take him through War Games and Tonight Show. And similar, Kyle O'Reilly's is coming up soon. So, what what I found odd is uh, us fans know that we know that we talk about it on the show every week. Uh, people who follow closely and know what's going on. On the TV product, there's been no talk about Kyle or Johnny going. Right. You know, it's yeah. just Johnny suddenly going, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this. If you're watching this product every week, um, but more casually and don't necessarily go and hit the forums and all that afterwards, it's, I'd be like, well, sorry, Kyle's gone. What, what do you mean the last member of? You, there's one more member of UE, you know, like all, all these things like Kyle's gone, Kyle's out of here. Yeah, yeah. Johnny's doing a farewell speech. What he's, he's going it. Why? I didn't see a loser leaves town match or anything. It's, they don't acknowledge it at all. Yet they, they expect us to know what's going on. Yet other stuff, they spoon feed you so heavily. Just, this guy's a poker player. Just tell us. Like <laughs> this just, guy's woke. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I don't know. Yeah. Have, have that cage match just be, uh, like loser leaves town match yeah you know and you know what von wagner i'll put my career on the line cool all right we get it but all we saw is him get attacked by his, a cage door sorry people get attacked on this show every week doesn't write them out doesn't right. send them home uh yeah weird and then i think the main uh main buzz was the johnny gargano speech tonight and yeah. I, and i think a lot of people speculating maybe if they're giving him this much. Perhaps he is staying. But if they're giving him a speech, if they're giving him Rebel Heart, if they're giving him this whole mm. angle, then perhaps he's not actually mm. going away. But so. still not uh, any clearer. But I, I feel definitely Kyle. Bye bye. Yeah, Johnny. See you soon. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. We'll run down the whole show. But off the top, those are the this. This did seem to be like the last time we probably will see Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. Maybe he made the mistake of telling them his plans, and they were like, huh. You're not going to be in a War Games match. You're mm. going to tag with Vaughn, and then you're going to job to him. Maybe. In a cage match. Yeah. Because I don't know if you saw Vaughn Wagner cut a promo. Oh, yeah. On, on .com? On .com after War Games, after Kyle cut the promo, challenging him. So Vaughn tried to turn on Kyle. Kyle saw it coming. Mm. And he beat him up and then challenged Vaughn to this cage match tonight. But then Vaughn did a .com Twitter exclusive where he, he donned tonight on NXT... 
Come Tuesday. Come Tuesday. Shout out Come Tuesday here on NXT 2.0. And uh, he said the word come quite a few many too many times, to be honest. I know what he was trying to say, but what he said sounded different. Well, let me tell you something. Come Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And quickly the internet went and uh, clipped it. And, well, God bless Twitter sometimes. Mm. Uh, But how you doing before we go into NXT? You all right? All right. I've got this annoying cough. Uh oh. I took NXT off a couple of weeks ago. Right. Because uh, I was feeling a little sick. Yeah. And then uh, we went to a concert. I, I got tested and everything. I'm cool. Yeah. Uh, stop shouting at me, people. Right. Um, but then kind of battled through a, a concert afterwards, like a day or two after we went to see churches. And I think I've just been a bit of an idiot. And it, this cough hasn't really gone away. In the last couple of days, it's been a bit worse. So. I uh, apologize if I'm coughing in your ear during this this show, but apart from that, I'm pretty good. Been working, been been watching all our festive things for for the Patreon this month. Yeah, you 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 forgot. There's there's a big important story we have to discuss on the oh. show. You, I, I know you're trying to avoid it. What you, is this? You don't want to you don't want to admit your wrongdoings. Oh, we get a knock at the door <laughs> the other day. <laughs> I'm in the shower. You're probably, I don't know, cooking or something. <laughs> We're roommates, obviously. And someone knocks at the door. And uh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't talk too loudly or mm. they might hear us. Yeah. But it's our neighbor yeah. from across the hall. Yeah. And one of the neighbors knocks on our door. And you answer the door. And they're like, hey, I, I just want to talk about the, the, the noise complaints. No, no, no. So she says, I just wanted to check. Uh, have you been hearing... Uh, my dog, and I was like, "So we we've seen it. It's yeah. little little dog, little dog. Usually and, they're the loudest though." And uh, I'm like, "Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. Sometimes in the afternoon, I hear it like yapping. Sometimes a little. if you've listened, sometimes you might hear it in a show or two because it can be loud yeah. because it hears us talking. And then I guess when the it's, owner's it's not normally home. when we do like a like a show around like three p.m. It's like yeah. sometime in the afternoon. It's like, oh yeah, I hear it sometimes, but it's." It's fine. And they're like, And oh. she goes, well, we've just been getting a, a few noise complaints. I was like, really? Oh, your dog? That's, that's shitty. It's like, a wiener dog I'm like, no, it, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, and she was like, well, take my number. And if it, uh, if it's bothering you, like, let us know. And I was like, yeah, sure. And vice versa. I was like, do you ever hear us? Because we're, we're noisy fuckers. <laughs> Singing, listening and to we, Rebel Heart. I was like, we podcast late at night and stuff. So, yeah. uh, same goes. Like, if, like, let us know. Like, we're cool. Like, if you tell us to shut up, we'll shut up. Sorry, we just figured. Yeah. These walls are pretty thick here. Yeah. Um, and you're like, yeah, sure. Didn't so, think anything of it. Then yeah. I told you. So you you tell me, hey, I was like, who who's at the door? And you're like, oh, our neighbor says that they've been getting noise complaints for their little dog. And again, I'm pretty sure it's like a little wiener dog, which not normally are not the loudest. I know It is, it is yappy, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Like little, don't do it. It's going to start doing it. <laughs> Stop. So, so we were like, oh. That's weird, because, like, even us living across the hall, like, it would have to be a few other neighbors on our floor that would, like, hear this dog annoyingly yapping all the time. Mm. And we were like, that's odd. We don't we don't usually hear it that much. It's not enough to warrant a noise complaint. Mm. But then it got me thinking that sometimes, ever since we moved here to the BD 2.0, we, we, <laughs> we, we go out. Have a few pops, have a few Heinekens, get a little silly, come back, and we have our little smoker window in our apartment, mm. and uh, we took the screen out so we can open both windows and then kind of stick our head out and yeah, you know, have a little smoke, cheeky smoke once in a while. 
But sometimes when we come home at like, I don't know, two, three, four in the morning. I know. It's normally before. It's before? Yeah, I don't normally do it that late. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, then maybe like, like 11, 12. 11 midnight. Yeah. Yeah. You started this routine where you, you know, and to get yourself hyped up for the night, just enjoying the, the, the vibe. Yeah. You stick your head out the window and you bark at the moon. I howl, howl to you the moon. howl at the moon. It's so liberating. It became, I think we do it all the time. We have people come over. Jesse from the six. We, howl we to get the our moon. friends to do it and, and they, and they find it. it wonderful. It is, yeah. it is freeing and liberating. Sometimes you just gotta, yeah, howl we're, in, at the moon. we're in a busy city. Like it's noisy. Like. But then <laughs> taking what we know, what we do, <laughs> which is not necessarily barking, but a nice little howl and then mixing with well, our neighbors now complaining that their dogs are really loud. Mm. I think <laughs> that we are the dogs that are getting the noise complaints called on. I'm just picturing, like, if it is, if it is that, the person complaining, seeing this tiny little dog, and thinking, oh, 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 complain, oh. I'd be like, that's impressive. <laughs> this little wiener dog. Chris in the in the Twitch chat is suggesting that maybe there was never a noise complaint and maybe she was just trying to give me her number. This is true. Maybe this is, could be. There, I, there are so many different factors here. It could be. Or she's like, but hey, I haven't howled to the moon since. <laughs> yeah, we haven't I done it. Right yeah, now. I've got a cough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're scared that maybe the noise complaints were actually directed to us, and that the little wiener dog is innocent. Yeah. So uh, damn, what do we do? Do we come clean? No, we just save it for special occasions, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Can't howl all the time. No. Guy, keep it low key. Keep it special. I mean, Christmas yeah. is coming up. That's a howl. I'm on my Christ- own for Christmas, so I'll be howling at the moon <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you go in the hallway and do it. <laughs> and then blame it on that. No, you dog. streak down hallways. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, damn. Uh, I hope I hope we don't get that wiener dog in trouble. No. I forget his name. It's like Herschel or something. Herschel? I think it's Holland? Herschel. <laughs> it's Herschel. Herschel. I shouldn't say it too loud. They might hear us <laughs> talking shit about their dog. She said she doesn't hear anything from us. Fuck you! Wait, come on. <laughs> we're terrible neighbors. Yeah, terrible no, we're, we're pretty nice. Yeah. I tried to invite them to our little Halloween mm. soiree, but uh, they didn't seem too well, interested. Well, now I've got the number. Chris, Christmas soiree? Christmas? Santa soiree? Wow. Yeah. Mm. You can, you can explain to them that you're the one who howls. Yeah. And then they'll realize that. I am the one that knocks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, just a separate, separate thing. But yeah. Uh, so that's what's been going on in the world of us. Um, been howling at the moon. Been dealing with our neighbors who are sweet. Maybe we'll become best friends with them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're our age, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. yeah we got not? a dog. Yeah, we got you. We got me. <laughs> Everything works out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else have you been up to? Anything else? Uh, well, we played pinball against each other for the first time in a long time the other what day. What did we play? A Metallica pinball played Metallica machine. pinball. That was pretty fun. Yeah, we kind of became uh, pinball... Wizards. Fish, uh, pinball wizards. Yeah. Uh, I'm not... I'm, I'm very good when I'm more drunk, I think. Mm. If I'm drunk, I play better. But if I'm like <laughs> more sober, I feel like I... I've I've just got to learn the easiest way to get multi ball, and then I just keep aiming for that thing, and that's it. Because yeah. once you get multi ball, you get all the all the points. Uh, I looked up trying. I mean, Christmas is around the corner. I was like, hey, why don't we get the BDE 2.0 mm. uh, pinball machine in our apartment? But they're very expensive. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, and to maintain them, like the one we were playing, one of the yeah. one of the arms kept sticking, which yeah. made it even harder. So you had to play with the fact that your right arm might 
like not work sometimes. Yeah. So uh, like maybe we could rent one, like mo- rent one? Bi- monthly. Sure. But pinball machines are very expensive. Yeah. I'm so, trying to get them to get one at work again. Yeah. Well, I really want one in our apartment. So everyone should go to patreon.com slash up next because Christmas is coming. Christmas and, is coming. Yeah. So maybe you can't afford to get yourself a pinball machine, but you can get yourself the gift that keeps on giving. And that is a North American tier at patreon.com slash up next because for only $5 this month, every month, you can get access to almost 400 podcasts in our vault, including Retro NXT. Some people say it is the A championship patron. It's true. Right. Yeah. The North American, the North American tier. championship tier. Uh, yeah. We could do movie reviews, best match ever, where we talk about all sorts of stuff. All the shows we've promoted for the Patreon are all in the back catalog, including the stuff coming out this month because we're being so festive. We just put out uh, a review of was next last week. Uh, not so festive, but it wasn't up yours pick from a world mm-hmm. champ patron where we talked about the Warriors. Yeah, great. Out to play. Been getting a lot of love for that review. First yeah. time I saw the film. Um, re- really good. So thank you, Curtis, for picking that one for us. Yeah, another world champ, Jamie, mm-hmm. I believe, has picked The Lost Boys. Yes. Not quite a festive movie, but one of my favorite movies. So we're allowing it. That's coming the out vampires this week. Vampires and Santa's a vampire, isn't he? Santa's a vampire. I mean, he's not died, has he? He's pretty there's, old. There's no Santa in in the movie. No. But there's no. gangs of there's 80s. There's Sutherland yeah, instead. The two Corys. Yeah. I'm super excited to talk about The Lost Boys. It's one of my favorite. The soundtrack slaps. So that's coming out this week. But we thought we'd start getting festive. Yes. We're going to be doing WWF In Your House 5 Seasons Beatings. Oh, yes. And you can't get much more festive than King Mabel in a casket match and Triple H in a hog pen match. You really can't. I mean, tell me, tell me something more festive than that, guys. Nothing. No. Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog. Ah, there in we the go. Biggest rematch of the century. Yeah. Will Bret get his win back and the WWF title on the line? More importantly, will Bret blade uh, and not let anyone know about it? Maybe because he does. Maybe that's the review coming out this week. Um, and so much more stuff coming out on our Patreon. That's what keeps our Christmas lights on. But it's only five bucks a month. You get access to everything. And we need your feedback in soon because in a week or so, we're going to be recording Home Alone. Yeah, we're, we're actually banking this show early. We'll be releasing it later in the month. But we're actually recording this weekend with John Pollock John- from Post Wrestling. Uh, we're going to be recording our Home Alone review. So uh, make sure you get your feedback in for that because I'm pretty sure... All of you have seen this film. Yeah. And if you haven't, watch it for the first time. Yeah. And leave us your thoughts. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Woof. Yeah, that'll be a fun show as well. But so many podcasts out there. Jack Frost week next week. Jack off week. Yeah. Jack Frost. Jack Frost 97 versus Jack Frost 98. We couldn't decide which Jack Frost, so we left it to the people, and you couldn't decide either. So we were doing both Jack Frost. One's about a guy who dies and becomes a snowman and just wants to love his kid one last time. And the other's about a guy who dies and becomes a snowman, decides to kill everyone else. Yes, yes. <laughs> and finally, the sesh is wrapping up. Ooh. Only two episodes left of the sesh. Uh, I was pretty mad this week that War Games clashed with this episode of Succession because it got a lot of buzz. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll be joined by Brandon Thurston hey. from WrestleNomics, a uh, new member of the post-wrestling family, yeah. this Friday to talk all about the latest episode of Succession, where mummy's getting married. A uh, lot to talk about this week. Dick pics and all. 
Damn. Yeah. Shout out dick pics. Shout out dick pics. Well, it is only five bucks for North American tier to give us a shot. And hey, what what better time? If you were wondering what to get us for Christmas, for the holidays, well, there you go. Get yourself a gift. And it's access to all the podcasts we have out there. So I can't wait for that. And at the end of the month is Best Match Ever, part one. We usually compile a list with our patrons and listeners of the top, like, what, 25 matches of the year. We let you guys vote it out and duke it out. Then we take the top 10 from that, and we review it and go down the top 10 matches of the year. So we're going to be compiling that list soon. So get your thinking caps on, guys. Could we have back-to-back best match of the year? Yeah, last year, as voted by our listeners, the Up Experts, Walter Dragunov won. Yeah, was our voted number one match of the year last year from NXT uh, UK. Could it be Walter Dragunov 2 from NXT TakeOver 36? I think so, yeah. The last TakeOver mm-hmm. went out with a bang. Yes. And, well, it could, it could go two for two, back yeah. to back. So get your thinking caps on. What is the best match of 2021? But that's what we do, guys. Patreon.com slash up next. Again, go check us out if you haven't already, even if you like us a little bit. Well, hey, it's time of giving. It's a time of loving. Yeah. And that's what we do here. Lots of loving, lots of giving. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we can talk about some NXT. I did watch something else that was non, um, like NXT related. Uh, the other day you put on the Stone Cold Steve Austin broken, what does he call it? Broken oh, Skulls? Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah. With Jeff Hardy. Yeah, a bit, bit weird timing, us watching that one. Yeah, didn't it just come out? It, it came out, yeah, a week or so ago, I okay, think. Okay, yeah, it's um, a bit odd timing considering... Did, I think it might have come Survivor Series, maybe Okay, then. yeah. Um, yeah, but... Or, I mean, may, or no, was it just after War Games? Perhaps? I thought it was just after War Games. Yeah, but strange timing. Obviously, uh, you might have heard in the news Jeff Hardy on a, on a live event looking... Uh, not the best in a rough way and walking out the match and going through the crowd. And uh, yeah, it, it seems obviously everyone's kind of aware of Jeff Hardy's past and his, his issues. And we hope he's okay. Uh, Cause yeah. it's, it's pretty awful. And we know he's struggled with these things and it's, it's sad watching that interview. I, I know. Did you catch the whole thing? Yeah, I did. I thought it was, I, I'm a, I grew up with the Hardy yeah. boys. I'm obsessed with the Hardy boys. I got a lot of old Hardy boys memorabilia. So deep in my heart, wrestling definitely starts mm. with edge and Christian Hardy boys and all that stuff. So I, I, I was interested in watching it and he comes across as a very smart guy, mm. uh, very just kind of chill in his own like world that he enjoys to be. And of course we all have our vices and stuff. The timing of this is odd because he does say some things in that interview that would make you go oh man really he does say though that uh alcohol is his biggest vice because look how readily available it is everywhere you go there's bars restaurants liquor stores like he says that's kind of the one the one true vice for him uh, i guess he's also kind of open about what happened a few years ago with him uh, ordering pills in the mail, and that's what they got. Right. The, they came in and busted in, busted into his house and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So he kind of talks about that, which is quite interesting. Because again, as a fan going back, you're like, "What the fuck happened, dude? What were you doing?" Mm. So they talk about Sting match. They talk about a lot of stuff. But I thought it was quite interesting. And and I do want to. He talks about one run left in him, and I'm like, honestly, like I don't know how they haven't been using you to do that. I mean, you, you he's, sent- been get, he's been getting really good reactions, and it it kind of almost felt like they're building him as an opponent for Roman to kind of knock off on the way to WrestleMania. Sure. Uh, obviously now that's up in the air. Right. Um, 
but like I did find it interesting watch I don't think I've like I've been watching Jeff Hardy forever and I don't think I've ever seen him speak so much. that much you know yeah. which is Terry no it's crazy yeah <laughs> uh but we hope he's all right I think I, I definitely have sensed a bit of a attitude change from people because I think in the past when when we've seen maybe like wrestlers people we look up to yeah maybe possibly relapse there's a bit of a like fuck you man like how could you do this and i yeah. think people are way more understanding now that we realize like addictions a disease right yeah. and just hope jeff's good for sure 100 percent. but watching that it made it seem like he was better than you've seen him in, in, the, great in the past in and stuff yeah. like i've read their book i've watched so many docs made by wwe and, and outside companies and he's never been that like open about certain mm. things so it was interesting to see st- kind of stone cold to get it out of him but they cover like such a long career. We mentioned we're doing seasons beatings. He's actually like what, 15, 16? One of the guys holding King Mabel. Yeah, it's crazy. Up. Like he's been in WWE, WWF for so long and, and stuff. But he does hint at, well, people always ask me, no matter what, I could be in an airport 4 a.m. in the morning and someone will watch me on SmackDown this week and still ask me, when are the Hardy Boys reuniting? <laughs> and it's like, for fuck's sake. So he said, eh. It might happen. He says it might not be here. So Jeff Hardy's all elite. I mean, realistically, they're brothers. They can do it at, when they retire, whenever. <laughs> like, can't they? Yeah. There'll yeah. be one more run for sure. We still need that. I mean, we've seen if you follow like any of the indie stuff, the Hardys and the Bucks have fought many, many a times. But I feel like they could probably do that one more time probably. eventually. Yeah. Because Jeff still go. I still love Jeff. I was one of those fans who was very upset at him. Um, when yeah, st- st- kind of shit hit the fan when he exited WWE after his like, he was the guy for a hot minute there. But uh, it was an interesting review and uh, or interview from Stone Cold. He's very good at interviewing people. I I I used to listen to his podcast before he kind of moved to these yeah. network ones, and I think his interview style is so good because the pe- everyone who in- he interviews has a massive amount of respect for him. I feel, and I feel Austin has so many like road stories as well that he can use to like relate to the wrestlers he's talking to. I like when he kind of pushes them a bit, like think of that Dean Ambrose interview where he's like, come on, man, why aren't you doing better? Like, I I like how he's pretty candid like that. Yeah. Uh, No, I I think he's excellent. Yeah. I want to see Jeff Hardy, WWE champ one more time. One more time. Well, shout out Freddie Prince Jr. That interview came out about Freddie Prince Jr. saying like he was the reason he, he was pushing for Jeff to be champion. Right. And Triple H was like, nah. And he's like, fuck you, Triple H. <laughs> Shout out Freddie Prince Jr. Is he starting his own fed? Is he? Shall we try and get on that? With Sarah Michelle Geller? <laughs> right. They're married, that, right? <laughs> let's try and get if that's getting off the ground ground, Freddie Prince there? Wrestling. Freddie F- FPW. FPW. Uh let's Freddie try and Prince be like, Wrestling. I don't know, backstage interviewers, like something there. We do love Freddie. Yeah. Remember that one time he replied to us when we re- reviewed... You insulted his hair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, Freddie, you got it all wrong. I love you. I love you. I loved you in Scooby-Doo. I loved you in all the movies you've been in. I loved you as creative writer in WWE. Uh, that would be crazy. A lot of people should be starting 
wrestling feds this year because look at all the talent swimming around. Yeah, before the free talent before the pandemic, the indies were dead. At least up here, like Toronto indie scene was definitely dead because all the ta- top indie stars were poached, been gutted. Yeah, yeah, and now it seems like everything could be instantly revitalized. So. Uh, I'd say in another year or two, it'd be interesting to see l- the landscape of pro wrestling of where it goes. People will probably look at an AEW and go, huh, I could do something like that. Obviously a lot. I'm a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Where's Elon Musk? Is he going to start up a wrestling company? He should. Why in not? In space. He'll have the first <laughs> space fed, right? That'd be crazy. That'd be great. Get you'd, you'd, Chris Statlander would have to jump yeah, ship. Yeah. Literally. To, <laughs> literally to, to be in that. Boop. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, we'll talk about Chris Statlander, possibly. Tomorrow, just a quick last plug, on the free feed, we do BD Elite. I hate NXT 2.0 so much that I constantly have to remind you people that we also review AEW Dynamite. That's We fact. review a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. we do. We <clears throat> do. So we'll be back tomorrow night with that as well. But let's talk about some NXT 2.0 from Tuesday, December the 7th, 2021. It is the farewell to Johnny Gargano. We will hear from him later tonight. Johnny speaks. But we start off with a cage match, which we've talked about. Kyle O'Reilly versus Von Wagner. And, well, during Von Wagner's entrance, Kyle O'Reilly attacks him. Ah. He says, "Ah, you were probably going to do it to me, so I did it to you. And Kyle starts beating him up, and then they brawl all around the ring and get into the cage they lock it the rules are no escape you have to just win by pinfall or submission in this match uh kyle is just fucking him up here there's lots of kicks he's grinding him down at one point kyle's got him and vaughn in a submission hold and grabs his nose he's like plugging his nose and like fish hooking him in the nose yeah did you say he's fish hooking it Mm. Ah, precursor there so kyle uh gets to his feet but vaughn comes back he hits a series of like side slams Vaughn's very good at the like wrestling moves and like almost like olympic wrestling style slams i find like side moves yeah, yeah. the angle the slams, slams and stuff. stuff yeah uh Vaughn now in control playing more of a heel character kind of bullying kyle kicking him around beating him down uh, but kyle counters a, a swing and locks in these like arm holds and starts working the arm and the shoulder tearing it down uh, Vaughn comes back with a boot into the corner they're using the cage where each other throwing each other into it they go to break, but when we come back, it's Kyle who runs at Vaughn with this low running knee, almost like a shining wizard or the last shot, like Adam Cole's move looked like that. Yeah, but more to like the side of the head with the knee looked great. Yeah, it looked cool. It could be a finish, but Vaughn kicks out of it. This is when Kyle goes into crazy mode where he's just hearing, hitting this series of forearms, sang- sandwiching Vaughn against the cage while he just repeatedly is smashing him. The axe and smash there, continuing with the forearms. Um, there is then a suplex lift, but Vaughn counters that and suplexes Kyle of his own, which looked pretty cool. There's then Kyle with a diving knee for a two count when he does it like off the top. I mean, this is one of his finishes. Yeah. We've seen him win war games with this. So he pins Vaughn, but he kicks out at 2.9 and the crowd here chant, that was three. Kyle doesn't know what to do, but Vaughn gets up. And low blows Kyle, mm. hits the butterfly suplex, and pins him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weak finish. Shall we talk about the, uh, the like, after bit now and then? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. After the match, uh, 
Kyle gets beat up by, by Vaughn. He, he wasn't enough for him. So he beats up on Kyle. The cage door is now open. He puts Kyle in a tree of woe, but like near the cage door and then repeatedly closes the cage door onto him and then just leaves him there laying as he roars and acts all cool. Come Tuesday. Come Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I didn't think the match was bad. Like Kyle is great. So he's Kyle. And I, and I think. Kyle actually works really well in cage matches with his style because it, it's very mixed martial arts esque. So I think, uh, I think he works really well in a cage. And I, I really like that guillotine he kind of locked in when he was in the ropes. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, but the Vaughn, I, I don't think Vaughn is bad. Uh, I think there's definite promise there. I think his look is so generic. His finisher was really generic. Um, that's a move everyone does in their matches yeah it doesn't it, even look like it, it would get a one he, count some of his other moves look cooler the some angle slam yeah um and i get you're gonna kyle's leaving you go out on your back you you want to leave and you want to put someone over i worry that this is gonna give von the wrong kind of heat i feel he's gonna get kind of more go away heat after this um like there were chance of you still suck during the match and that kind of thing and sure, he's a heel, but I, I think kind of the weak finish and just absolutely destroying a fan favorite like Kyle, uh, I can see there being a bit of an uphill battle now with, with Vaughn. Well, he's also a heel now, and we have a bunch of heels. We got a lot of new people here who are heels. Braun Breaker is somewhat the heel, right? He's, he's a bit of a tweener. He's a bit of a I tweener. Think, yeah. uh, Tony D'Angelo, Grayson Waller, like all these guys, they're all... They're all bad guys. So mm. Vaughn now turning. It, it makes sense because he has he's very bland. His gimmick was, hey, I drink beer in the woods. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I'd have liked to have seen a bit more of a different look. Maybe we see that moving forward after this. But you need to ditch those tights and... The yoga pants. And yeah, I think even the, the low blow was a little weak to finish it. Like, even... I don't know, even pairing him up with someone to, like run in I, like obviously we, we thought Kyle would lose this is of the way course. you do it and of course. it's it makes sense why would you put over the guy who's going out when you're trying to build these people but I think you're going to start getting kind of X-Pac Corbin heat with this guy now because people are mad you sent Kyle away from us yeah. you beat him with the cage door he left we didn't get no send off from Kyle nothing no standing in the ring after no there I have started seeing some pictures um like Johnny Gargano and Kyle, I'll show you now, both had a bit of a curtain call. Oh, after and, the fact. And Shawn Michaels came out with them. Ah, embracing them both. Uncle Shawn Michaels. So they did have their moment in front of the crowd at the end. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's the end of Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, now he can go to All Elite and be with his friends. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, I, I think Von Wagner will go somewhere. I hate the name. I hate his look, but eventually he will figure it out, especially if he's a young guy. Like mm. the wrestling is definitely there. Uh, I didn't love this match, but it was, it was fine. It was cool. I like him. Look, it was probably best match of the show. It was looking back best actually. Match on yeah. The show. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so Kyle going to go to all elite wrestling. We assume. Seems I see. Yeah. I see a lot of, I see people like kind of negative, like, Oh, like an old gimmick, the old character, undisputed era. It's like, nah, it's like, there's so much more for him to do there, whether well, it's just wrestling. What I love about AEW is all wrestling is canon. Yeah. Right? Whereas WWE is very against that. Occasionally they'll say, oh, it's their friend from Japan and like that kind of thing. Sure, sure. But AEW d does embrace like canon from the rest of the world. So I think Kyle, 
Kyle, it's it's such an easy fit to go in there. Um, Johnny, I, I I don't think so much. Uh, I, I not do, right now. I I do, and I'm sure we'll get into the Johnny discussion later. But uh, it's it's a very obvious easy move for Kyle to go there, and I think it absolutely should be done. And now, opens the door to a lot of like dream combinations and stuff. Yeah, whether it be him versus Brian or him in singles matches. I mean, he's been in New Japan. He's been on the Indies. He's he's wrestled a lot of these guys already. But now where he's like so far he's come, it's totally like different. Uh, I want to see him with Red Dragon, re-Red Dragon, and do all sorts of stuff. I just I just like good wrestling. So it's not retreading. Just come in and win the TNT title right away. Come no, on. not even that. Just come just in and beat just... Sammy. Just come in and be like, yo, Adam, like, I sent you packing and you're still on this show now being a dick to people. Like, he's, he's going to get cheered. Yeah. Kyle's going to be cheered. So you would imagine that. I think Undisputed Era isn't something they're going to be going towards. I think it's going to be more so Red Dragon. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I see that. Or even Kyle comes in and goes, yo, Fish, you're being a dick too. What are you doing? I do think there's, there's, in AEW, there does seem to be a thing where Adam is kind of talking down to Bobby. Yeah. A bit. So. Yeah, and the beef, like, again, in canon, right. Cole and Kyle, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, I want my friend back. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Fuck you, Adam. They, they act like all the storylines in wrestling actually yeah. actually did happen. They don't pretend like things never did. But the dream matchups there with Kyle are inevitable. And, I mean, man, if this th- he's had a crazy run. He killed it on the indies. Of course, he had Red Dragon. Of course, he had a bit of a solos thing. But I really think, you know, the whole run with Undisputed Era was awesome. They had... They were just sitting on money, and they never mm. pulled the trigger to bring it to the main roster. We've been to many takeovers, and the like pop Undisputed Era would get. When you walk around cities on your, your week trip, you see people in Undisputed Era merch. Like They were so over, and it was on a quote-unquote developmental show when it was more over than anything on the main roster. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, they absolutely. Their shirts were everywhere, and I think if your your problem is their size, I think having them come together to a Raw or a SmackDown that doesn't matter because you're a, a unit, you know, right, like yeah. the four of you. Um, I, I it's also very weird, and this was the same case with Adam Cole. Typically, all the kind of farewells we've seen in NXT are because you're graduating. Right. You know, we, we've seen the the stand and the bow and the clapping the fans and everything. And it's because they're going to Raw or they're going to SmackDown. It's very weird this time round because it's not that. They're just they're just leaving NXT and they never really graduated. And it's it is definitely a what could have been with so many so many situations here. What if what if this last year in NXT you just pulled the trigger and had Kyle as the champ? Beating Finn Balor should be instead Finn. of all this Carrion Cross shit. Yeah, they really like, they really the mucked it up. Had. They did because the the first Kyle versus Finn match was so, so eye opening for for fans because it's like yeah we knew Kyle was amazing we knew Kyle from the Indies he's had his runs he's been ROH champion like he's he's been in singles competition but for me and I, someone who's watched him for many many years when I watched the Finn match I was like this guy could carry this show for a whole year plus he could be the champion he could be everything and he lost to finn and it was such a great story and then they gave a rematch for free on tv it didn't hit quite as good and then it was it was like it never happened they moved him back to the like bottom of the card and they brought in carrying cross and look how well that fucking did 
Yeah. I mean, then the god Jeff Hardy put him out of business. So Well, then Samoa Joe beat him and then just disappeared. Yeah, it's like, just like it's, all backwards. It, it was all very odd. So it's it's unfortunate. But at least, hey, Shawn Michaels and Triple H gave Bobby, Adam, and Kyle all their secrets. They can go bring them over and share with their friends in all elite wrestling. Uh, I, I'm just interested in seeing the wrestling coming from Kyle. I, I, I think we don't need to see cool Kyle. I think we need to see Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. I want to see him fight Danielson. I want to see him fight Suzuki. I want to see him fight everyone. When's the Owen coming up, the tournament? Uh, they haven't really talked about it. Because I know yet. they've said it, it's going to be, it's not going to be a, like your like, standard knockout tournament. It sounds like a G1. It's possibly going to be more like G1, that kind of thing. And yeah. I think a Kyle O'Reilly would be awesome well, for that kind of thing. Kyle had this contract extension, right? Yeah. And it's ending this week. So it means his contract is completely over. Does that still mean there's a 30-day no compete? No. Or can he show up at Winter is Coming? No, no. He's, his contract ends. So he can show up. Yeah. He can show up in the, next the week. The three months is... Sorry, the 30 days is like over here where we give our two-week notice okay. to work. It's like... You know, so you're saying there's a chance he shows up at winners. Yeah, Cup. he could show up as soon as his contract's over. He can show up the next day with Bray Wyatt. No, I PS Five. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kyle, Kyle should. I don't know if it makes sense. It makes sense, but I think it would get a reaction. It's in what Texas? Winter's coming. Not very wintry, but hmm. it, it would be. It would be something. Or save it. Maybe he wants to Winter's chill. Winter's coming was in Florida last yeah, year as well. Yeah, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just want to see the guy thrive. Uh, he's he's been killing it, and he kept getting better. And and then ever since this like two point lull, no, I'd say since carrying cross, they just kept him in this weird position and just held him down. But I want to see the guy do do well. Yeah, he, he's awesome. So shout out Kyle O'Reilly if this was his thing because he's had some bangers here in NXT. There's the the uh, Mustache Mountain match, all the War Games Undisputed Era, all the Undisputed Era stuff, tag matches. All of the tag takeover matches. All the tag takeovers. Honest, yeah. Like, he's he's just killed it. So, um, pour one out for Kyle O'Reilly. Pour one out. Cool, Kyle. Well, um, we get updates on Johnny saying tonight he's going to talk and he's ready. We see Braun Breaker. He's backstage. He's ready to talk tonight. And he's, he's hyped. He's jacked after his win at War Games. But we go to a video... Of Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy says, War Games, the outcome, well, it wasn't important. What's important is our bigger vision. And he's sitting down in a dark room, and behind him is Harland, like kind of in the shadows. He says, we were going to try to end this 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 division, the cruiserweight title. We were going to break down barriers. We wanted to change exclusivity. You see, Harland here... He faces barriers. People unfairly judge him because of his his body, but they don't consider the size of his heart. I accept Harlan. And next week, officially, will be his in-ring debut. And it's only a matter of time before we all accept him too. And together, we can change the world. Mm. So next week, Parker Boudreaux, Harlan, in his first NXT match. Uh, Gacy mentioned as well uh, that his now his attention is now on a show that promotes uh, division and uh, not allowing big guys. So it seems like he's going to be going to two hundred five. Uh, I imagine they're rebranding that division that he, that show because two hundred five has essentially been NXT to NXT. It's evolved recently. Yeah, it, it's been uh, kind of developing people to then put onto NXT. So I think Gacy going there and having his character change that show and rebranding 205 Live to 
whether it be an evolve or whatever is a pretty cool idea actually um and i liked uh i like the image of um this big scary dude harland behind gacy gacy's just promoting love and peace and harland peace, puts man. his big hand on gacy's shoulder and his knuckles are tattooed <laughs> love yeah and it's like he's like maybe he is just a big softy yeah, I want he's this guy. Terrifying. To be great. Yeah, I want this guy to be great. Yeah, he he's great. Whenever I look at his social media, uh, again, his, his socials still say Parker, but he also known yeah. as Harland on WWE NXT. He's like friends with like a lot of famous people. I don't know what this guy did before, but like right. all these rappers and hip hop producers that like I follow huh. are always taking photos with him and posting like "You're gonna kill it on NXT tonight" and like all this shit. I'm like. Sorry, is this guy like was this guy famous before? Because I only knew him because everyone said he looked like Rock, but he's he's so fucking scary. I I, I am interested in seeing his debut. I imagine it's a squash. It's one. Yeah, move, I would think so. Yeah, one big move and that's it. But that's NXT. We go to Braun Breaker. He comes down to the ring. Get the the dog chance. Maybe whenever whenever we watch NXT 2.0 and the crowd does the barking, maybe that's where our noise complaints were coming. From. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> from the NXT crowd. Braun Breaker says, "I want to give the most respect to the black and gold brand. They paved the way for people like me. But Champa, I fought you for the NXT title and you beat me. Well, this weekend I beat you at War Games. So." I see it, 1-1, one, one, and we need to settle it. We need to do it one more time, and I'll say, I'll do what I said, and I'll take the NXT championship from you when he's interrupted. Yeah, this definitely felt uh, Braun was more heelish for war games, yeah. and now he's like, he's going to be a baby face. Yeah. Like, the crowd like this guy as right. well. Ooh, of all, ooh, of ooh. all the new people they've introduced, the crowd have really taken to him. Um, so, yeah, I like this promo. I thought he sounded good. Well, outcome Diamond Mine, mm-hmm. some of them, meaning it's Malcolm Bivens, Ivy Nile, and the Creed Bros. They come down, and well, Bivens calls Braun LeBron, yes, Breaker, and says, "Look, you're the real deal. You're Braun Breaker, but we don't. We hear what you've been saying, and it's it, we don't like it. I kind of was a little confused here. He basically Bivens is interjecting Braun, calling out Champa, and says, "Hey." It's, it's Team Taz on AEW. Hey, are you talking about me? Did you say my name? You better keep my name out of your mouth, bro. Uh, he says Roddy has wiped the floor, wiped out completely the whole cruiserweight division. He's got no one to fight. He's beat everyone. So the weight limit has been lifted, and Roddy has his eyes set on you. And Braun is like, huh, that's funny. Where is he? He's not here. Where is Roddy? Why wouldn't he say this to my face? Which is valid mm. uh so they say that next week braun is going to go up against roderick strong is it for the cruiserweight championship yeah I, i'm not sure and what was even a bit weirder was uh the segment later with mellow uh it feels like i feel like we're getting a unification yes. match down this the line is going by whether they're unifying this with the uh north american championship with mellow or whether Bron just wins this fucking title no. and unifies it with no the well uh, the NXT title, um, I I think it's just a I don't think it's for the title next week. No, I think I think we're gonna see. I mean, we'll we'll get to that later, but I think we're gonna see maybe the North American and Cruiserweight. I think that makes a lot of sense blend together. So maybe this won't be for the title. I don't think so. Just a one on one. 
Yeah. Roddy and Breaker next week. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of just blows them off like, yeah, you guys are nothing. Don't mm. he, Roddy's not even here. You're talking for him. And then like leaves and Bivens was like, huh, jeez, which we'll see more of him later. But the Creed bros, they stay out there because they have a matchup right mm-hmm. now. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. It's our favorites. Briggs and Jensen. Oh, yeah. Did I say their name right? We did. Yes. Wow. Look at these guys. They come out with their, what were they wearing? A, one of them was wearing a Bad Street USA shirt. The other one's, one's just, just in jeans and cowboy boots, and then Briggs is in like a jean vest, a shirt, some jean. Like they look, they look, look horrific. Look, man, I'm no runway model, but these guys look like shit. <laughs> it's wrestling in this as well. Just like I don't know. Come on, I, we literally see more scarier people who look like wrestlers at bars than these two. I, and it's the way Briggs walks the ring with like his his like hand hooking his like belt and stuff. It just. It, it looks cosplay. It is. Like, I don't buy that these guys. Yeah. Just wear I just don't buy these guys. Yeah. I just don't, I don't buy, buy these it. guys. <laughs> yeah. Bless, Look, them. bless them. But like, <laughs> bless them. But uh, no, that ain't, ain't it. This is not it at all. Uh, Briggs and Jensen going up against the Creed bros. To make things even more confusing, grizzled young veterans join commentary because mm. Wade and Vic can't do it alone without Beth. So they join commentary, but as the match is literally starting, Imperium's music hit, Mm -hmm. and they're up on the perch just watching this match. Okay, so there's a lot going on. Which means for the whole, like, beginning of this match, the crowd are just singing Imperium's theme after it stopped. They're just not watching the match and singing along. Would you you care about Briggs and Jensen? No, no. (laughs) So... The match starts. Um, Vic Joseph throwing shade at Grizzled Young Vets. He goes, "What are you guys doing here? Shouldn't you be outside stealing kids, stealing candy from children?" <laughs> and Wade is like, "Come on, how could you say that to them? Just fucking rinsing them." I enjoyed Gibson goes, "You think these divs are the people to lead the tag division into the future?" I love the word div. Div, like it's so good, and he's referring to Briggs and Jensen because yeah. they had the little. Little brawl last week, didn't right? They? Yeah, uh, Briggs gains some offense. He's beating down on, I think, Julius and does a standing splash. Um, there's then double team punches from Briggs and Jensen, where the guys draped and then they go outside and punch him at the same time. Brutus eventually tags in. He does a series of like overhead throws, very impressive. Uh, GYV get up on the apron. They leave the commentary desk and then they go up on the apron, and we're not sure what they're doing. And then. It's revealed that they stole the ring, the the tag rope. Yeah, for Briggs and Jensen, mm. so they they can't tag in. The one fucking time WWE NXT mentioned that there's a tag rope rule, they do use it though. To be fair, like NXT, like the tag yeah. matches, they do use the tag rope, uh, unlike other companies. But so Briggs is like, ah, what am I gonna do? I can't tag in because I had. I don't have a rope. Meanwhile, Julius locks in this stretch muffler on Jensen, which was very impressive. I will say what's still not impressive is the Creed brothers attire. Yeah, I do not bad. like them. I love like for the black. Like they're the, amazing. Like black and blue. They're amazing. And they're wearing this again. I, I They look like baby jumpers, mm. like what you would buy for your friend. Got had a, Oh, it's a boy. Hmm. All right. Baby blue. And here you go. Yeah. Little diamonds on it. Uh, the stretch muffler looks good. I thought it was the end, but it was not. There's then uh, some chaos with the, the rope break, the tag. Eventually, it's Briggs who gets a roll-up, and it's over. 
I uh, no Jensen. Jensen rolls up. Sorry, so Jensen Briggs tried to tag in, but the referee wouldn't let him because he's not holding the rope. He's like, "Yo, what the fuck? There's no rope here." Yeah. Um, and rolled up one, two, three. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind of like the idea of the tag rope thing because we haven't seen it before. But in execution, it didn't work. No. Realistically, the ref would just go, "Oh, there's no rope there. Sure, you're in." You know, yeah. like cool, whatever. It felt overbooked. I think the Creed brothers, because there was so much going on, didn't look as impressive as they normally do. Yeah. I prefer watching them just wrestle up smaller people. Wrestle. Just have an actual match. Um, And why did they lose to these two? Because the the thing that they've been building is GYV keep on trying to like do these tricks and cheat. And it's always actually costing them. So when they've wrestled, they've tried to cheat and they've been caught and they lose. They're feuding with uh, Briggs and Jensen at the moment. So they tried to get one over on them, but Briggs and Jensen were, were better than it. And the Creed brothers are the heels here. So yeah. it's it's showing that the popular baby faces of Briggs and Jensen are smarter than all these guys. Um, but yeah, there was too much going on. Um, I didn't really care for this at all. No, I hated it. I hated it, man. Creed brothers are the, one of the good things going in 2.0. And they actually, they just managed to throw them aside yet again here i know there's still time for improvement and we'll eventually build them up but like come on you just made everything just just sucked everything sucked here gyv uh you say they've been feuding with briggs and jensen Mm -hmm. soon they're going to be feuding with nick Khan. i have a feeling because you're going to job out to briggs and jensen soon and i don't Mm -hmm. know if they'll have a job i love grizzle young veterans but what the fuck what are they doing with these guys just weird. Um, what a terrible way to use these guys. Every week I, I watch them and I go, I hate you. But I love you guys. But I hate you for what you're doing on the show, including this. I thought this was trash. Uh, we go to Von Wagner, who's... Uh, <laughs> I wrote Come Tuesday again, but he did, definitely didn't he said, say it. Uh, he said, War Games is over. Kyle is over. But my War Games has just begun. Yeah. What does that mean? So this is kind of what I was saying earlier, where if you... If you don't really pay attention to yeah. what's going on. Kyle is over? Kyle is over? What do you mean? You're damn right he's over. Kyle's done? What are you talking about? And then there's that line later with yeah. Roderick Strong's the only one left of UE. And you're so like, you, what? What are you talking so Kyle, about? Did Kyle die <laughs> from that door? Like, what Cage happened? door killed him. And he was retiring from it. So I reckon we might just see a few weeks of kind of heel Wagner squashes maybe before his next feud but it's like, like we're seeing harlan doing that we're seeing braun yeah. do that like we're seeing all these guys do that already so it's like all right cool that's like, it's it, this is developmental <sighs> you know like that's how you do it all right well we go from von wagner to zion quinn mm. and uh, he's got a match with santos later he says santos tonight i'll put an end to you i'll shut you up and uh electra lopez i hope you're watching because mm. they got a little bit of a as he's doing his Dijakovic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey yeah. Well, uh, I'm already tapped out, but let's go to the guy who got his head shaved yeah. and is now wearing a blonde Ric Flair style wig with mm. like the Kurt Angle Olympic well, not, headpiece. Not yet. Oh yeah, he's he just puts wearing that the on. wig. Uh, he comes down to the ring wearing the blonde wig, and he says, "You shouldn't believe everything the internet." tells you because everyone's saying i got my head shaved but that didn't happen 
like, look, I, I just dyed my hair. I got into a, a, Said a little bit came off the top, but not the whole thing. Yeah. I dyed it blonde. I look great. And he's saying that, uh, like, no, I, it didn't happen. And Grimes, Grimes is a cheater, but I, I didn't cut my hair. I just dyed it. Cameron Grimes comes out and Cameron says, you cut my hair. You trimmed my beard. You embarrassed me, but I still stood here like a man because that's, that's because I, I can't change the way I am, but you, Duke, you can't handle losing. And Duke gets a little mad and says, no, Grimes, what you did was illegal. You cheated. You pulled my trunks. So Grimes kind of laughs him off and says, you know what? If that's what you want to say, let's do it one more time. Grimes and Duke, no holds barred. Just so we're clear, the hair is not on the line (laughs) this time. Next week, you're on. And as Duke is leaving, Grimes goes and tries to pull the hair. But this is when he puts the, the like Kurt Angle yeah. thing over the it, wrestling, the wrestling gear. gear. Yeah. And he tries to pull it off, but he, we don't get that reveal quite yet. But yeah. The, this tends to work. Uh, when, when they did this with Kurt Angle and Edge all those years ago, it did work and it did get pretty entertaining. And I think, uh, Grimes is, is such an excellent, baby face right now and i do think duke his facial expressions are actually pretty good he's playing the fear of being embarrassed pretty well he genuinely looks like embarrassed and terrified about revealing his shiny bald head right i hope it's shiny um yeah it's 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 silliness in a whole long show of silly stuff but i think this this one works for me a bit more than the others Sure. And I feel would have fitted into kind of old NXT as a bit of a fun Cameron Grimes hair versus hair story. So I ne- think they're both playing it well. Yeah. So next week it's just a one on one match. No holds barred. Yeah. But the graphic is Grimes. The graphic's amazing. And, <laughs> and then Duke with the hair piece and the, the, the head gear or whatever. Yeah. It looks pretty So funny. does it come off next week or are we going to play this on a little further? Like, you know, there's that one Twitter account that just randomly posts the weirdest match cards. Like the the match graphics yeah. the, that you would be like, wait, that actually happened. One day they will post this, and people will be like, what the fuck is that? First of all, who the fuck is Duke Hudson? <laughs> Second of all, what's on his fucking head? <laughs> I don't know why he's gone for blonde, <laughs> like because it's not his hair. It's funny. Yeah, I, I get the com. It is funny, but yeah, good stuff. Uh, no holds barred. Grimes better beat him and then take the hair off him, right? Yeah. Think so. In the middle of the match, he takes it, it off him, and then Duke freaks out. Yeah, yeah. I that's hope how, no that. That's how they used to do it with Angle. Like you'd get it off, and he'd try and cover it yeah, up, and, and then you'd be rolled up for the pin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think he's going to wear this thing for a while before we get the big, big reveal. I hope the reveal is like it. it, it it's just patchy. <laughs> it's like all the stuff that was trimmed, but he didn't do it. Oh, poor guy's got to go through what airports. I with? hope it's like. I hope it's not just like shaved short. Yeah, it's, it's got to. He's got to be bald. Right. Well, that means they would have to re like freshly shave it. Yeah. Like, as a guy who shaves my own head, like it, no, that's you, not how it works. Once you, once you shave it, it once, it's it's grow, it it's grows done. back pretty quick. I know. I watched Kurt Angle have his head shaved, and it was just bald forever, forever. It yeah. never fucking. He grew wore back. that thing for weeks, and it didn't grow back. Uh, Kurt looks better without hair. Like, <laughs> I used to like him with the hair, but like, yeah, damn. He uh, looks scarier. He looks meaner with the bald head. Yeah. 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 Me too. Mm. <laughs> we go to... When am I putting mine on the line again? When did we say that? In like a year or okay. something at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> of next Mania. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll put my beard on the line, and you put your hair on the line. Yeah, that was the that's the the step. Yeah, I still think I'm getting the like like it's a beard; it'll grow back really quick. Same but, in my head. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I want to see you bald. <laughs> <laughs> that's my gimmick, brother. Well, uh, I cl- I clearly did not get enough of. Briggs and Jensen. Oh, God. Yeah, DJ. this segment. <clears throat> they're backstage. They're really happy and excited that they won their match. And that's Another win in the books. That's when I actually legit turned to you and said, wait, did they win tonight? And you said, yeah, they won with a roll-up. I went, oh, fuck. And then rechanged my notes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uh, they are then talking to Jacket Time. Everyone's favorite Jacket Time. Yep. Uh, you uh, Sorry. Jacob and Jiro, uh, he's recovered from his poops the other day. Thankfully, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he hangs out with Briggs and Jensen, he might be eating his meat too rare, and he's going to be going back to yeah, that that's true. bathroom. Um, but they're they're celebrating. They say, we can't believe we won. And it's like, yeah. And then the grizzled young vets come in. Yeah. And they're like, how, how did you win this thing? How did you know you cheated? Or, or They just heal stuff. And they're like, no, we're winners. That's what Briggs and Jensen are. We're just a bunch of winners. And then to make things even better, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter walk by, kind of skipping. And they go, we got extra tickets to a concert tonight. And Briggs and Jensen go, we'll take those. Right on. And then they walk out. This is when I said, do we have to do a show tonight? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this scene was, oh, and then Jacket Time and GYV Brawl. And we see sleeping, sleeping former girl, Karen, uh, former Mei Ying behind the. She woke up. She, she was like, yo, up. shut the fuck up. up. Stop waking me up. I'm and trying drinks to sleep. Slurpy, I think. Was drinks that Jiro Slurpy from the other night? Yeah. His super Slurpy. Mm. Uh, yeah. This is horrible. Uh, this is practicing your promos, but we're going to film it and air it on TV. Briggs and Jensen have like go away heat with me. And then. I think Jiro is awful. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't find him funny <laughs> at all. Tashida's just there. Remember when he was good? And then Casey and Caden are so irritating. But don't you know they like going to concerts and raves? Then fuck off. Why are you a wrestler? <laughs> they Go and be a groupie for some band or something. I don't know. Their gimmick like, is they like to go to festivals and raves and stuff. I saw the promo that they, that they aired. They aired it on War Games, but it was the episode I was away for a few weeks yeah. ago. And they're at like EDC Orlando or something. So they got the WWE like camera following them. And they're like, look, we're there. And you can see everyone around being like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? We're all like lit out of our minds. Why are you filming? Stop. That's not what you do at these things. It's bad. It's not, it's, it's not the etiquette. I just, I just love the passion of the music and the vibe, the good vibes all around. It's like, shut up. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're very irritating. Yeah. I, I didn't like anything about this. I hated this. So Sleepy much. Girl's all right. I was mm. uh, Sleepy Girl's the best part is the best part of NXT 2.0. I'll say it there. It's mm. done. It's said. Sleepy she she woke up from this nonsense and was like, "Oh, these guys, <laughs> I'm going back to sleep." Mm. Uh yeah, I hate all of this. I hate Jacket Time. I mean, I love Jacket Time, but like, come on. It's Kushida. Why isn't he like, <laughs> doing other things? Not this. Briggs and Jensen don't know who they are. They suck. And Casey and Caden are ravers. Like, just everything about this show culminated in one segment here. Oh, and GYV, who I've been hating lately, too. Mm. Just everything, like, uh, 
this made me want to pour a stiff drink. This made me want to go out for a smoke. This made me want to just turn, change the channel. What was on a different channel? Can we, I haven't finished the get back documentary yet. Can I put that on? Please. Just anything. I do not want to watch this show anymore. This was my, this wasn't even that bad, but it felt like this was the turning point for me being like, Oh, I nope. I still hate this show. War games gave me hope, Mm. but this segment alone made me go, "Mm, mm, no. Uh, so that's it. That's our review of NXT tonight. We've got about another hour left. <laughs> Fucking this hell! Yeah, this is a long show. We get Grayson Waller. He's outside. He's or sorry, he's talking to someone outside. Yeah, he's talking to. Is it Tesha Price? Some girl. I don't yeah, know. and he's trying to pull. He's talking to her. He's on his phone. Like, oh yeah, I, I was in War Games. I won. I helped win the match. You. What are you doing later? And she says, actually, I'm sorry, I'm already hanging. I got plans with someone else. And then she leaves and walks over. And there is L.A. Knight, the nice red shiny car. And she gets in the car with him and he goes, oh, it's all about likes and views, huh? <laughs> hey, Wally, how you like this view? And then L.A. Knight drives off. And Waller is furious. Ah, Damn. Likes and swipes. Good for L.A. Wally. Wally world. Good for L.A. Knight. Yeah. Hell yeah. So this feud's going to continue too? I mean, by the end of the show, it's it's basically Grayson against any vet, I think. <sighs> yeah. yeah. He's definitely unlikable. He is, but I... He's meant to be. And, and I have quite enjoyed his ring work. So I think it's a very different kind of character uh, that we're not really used to seeing in wrestling. Uh, he is... He seems a bit more real than a lot of these... Uh, mm. no, he just seems like an asshole, right? You know, like he, and I, I feel he's more like a real person than some of these cartoon characters we got. Very unlikable, but I guess he's doing his job well. It's still very cartoony. Oh, hey, how's it go? Like it's they're filming him trying to pick up, and he's like, I don't know. If it's it was still a little too cartoony, but yeah, I see what you're but saying. But I see this yeah. guy. I see this guy at fucking King Street. You know, yeah. Grayson Waller's all over King Street. These yeah, douchebags, yeah. like. I don't right. see fucking Tony D'Angelo walking around. Well, we don't live in New Jersey. Yeah. I don't <laughs> if we did, we'd see that. Uh, so Grayson's pissed. I wonder what he's going to do. It might be something drastic, something he might, might, you know, might regret. We go to our next match. Dexter Loomis. Yes, he's back. Sexy Dexy is back to fight. Well, he was supposed to fight Trick Williams, but... The one good thing on this show is we don't have to see that match. And it's instead Carmelo Hayes yeah. versus Dexter Loomis. Uh, the story is Trick's eye is injured, so he can't see. So he doesn't. He can't fight. That's what they said. Uh, there is some good wrestling and some grappling from both Dexter and Carmelo back and forth here. Uh, Loomis attacks the ribs of Carmelo Hayes because he was just in the war games and he's got them taped up. So he's like swinging him by the, the like the, the wrap up stuff. He's like beating him up, attacking the ribs. Uh, Melo comes back with his patented flying springboard clothesline that always looks nice. Dexter comes back and beats him down and then he starts taunting Trick, uh, like kind of staring at him and scaring him to, to psych him out, to not get involved because he keeps trying to. Uh, but then eats this huge kick from Mello for a near fall. Uh, Dexter's laying down and Trick then gets in his face like, I told you, I told you. And he kind of does like a come alive spot where he just 
turns and stares at Trick, scaring him, making him scream. Uh, Dexter hits a clothesline and a bulldog out the corner. Looked pretty nice for a near fall. Trick again gets involved, and it costs Carmelo the match because it is a DQ. Therefore, Dexter Loomis gets the W over the North American mm. champion. But they run off. He, he puts Trick in the silence yeah. at the end. Yeah, so there, there's technically... The win goes to Dexter, but yeah. Yeah, I, I found this quite boring, to be honest. Um, I I really like Carmelo Hayes, and I think Dexter, actually, in the tag matches, I've really enjoyed. It's still the, the one-on-one matches with Dexter tend not to hit for me. And I think with Johnny going away, um, I think Dexter's lost something, actually. Uh, I think this feud is way more fun when you've got Carmelo and Johnny as like the the kind of wrestlers doing the exciting stuff and then you can have a bit of goofiness with Dexter as kind of the the silent scary muscle scaring off the dipshit Trick Williams whereas now we're just getting a Dexter feuding with these guys we've we've seen the Dexter feud over and over again it's he scares people the hills are run away and they run away um and I didn't find the match too interesting no, Carmelo Hayes is fantastic. He's yeah. definitely, uh, we'll see a lot of him in the future, especially in WWE, because I think he's very talented. He's a great wrestler and he's a great talker. So again, why is Trick with him? Cause mm. Trick definitely, I think, brings him down. Trick doesn't, Trick is like overacting. He's not, he, he has one liners here and there, but it's like, it doesn't elevate Carmelo Hayes, mm. I don't find. Of course, it's always good to have a lackey, but this guy seems greener than the green I smoke. Like this guy is doesn't doesn't fit. He looks like looks the part. He's in he's in great shape. He looks like a wrestler, but he he isn't a wrestler. So mm. I I don't know. It, it bugs me when I see him on my TV screen and not in the good way. Like not that heel heat. Yeah. Like go away heat kind of thing. Uh, Dexter should go to the main roster. I think so. I I don't know what what's left for him. Here. Nothing. Well, it's I'll just, tell you. It's this feud. I'll it's tell you this what's kind left. of feud over and over again. No, he's got to get dumped by Indy. Mm. She eventually got to turn on him, and they break up and, and all that. And then he goes to the main roster. Yeah, okay. That's what's going to happen. And sure. then he can go do murdery, scary, thumbs-up thing. Yeah. They'll just reenact this whole thing on the main roster. Yeah, pretty much. Someone else or yeah. something. So, I don't know. Because uh, he's fine. It feels like a main roster act that might it get over. It does feel main roster, yeah. Yeah, it could get over, I, I feel. But, yeah, I think it's run its course now. For sure. We go to MSK. Are you ready? Mm. Guys, we're going to find out who the shaman is. Will it be Bret Hart? Will it be Rob Van Dam? Will it be Matt Riddle? Will it be Izzy's dad? Who will it be? Well, the shaman is Matt Matt Riddle. Riddle. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. MSK opened the door and it's Matt Riddle from RK Bro. Tag champion, right? He's the champion right now. No, Randy. I wish Randy was with him, to be honest. That would have made it re- really funny. Maybe down the line. Yeah, I hope so. They, Matt Riddle opens the door and says, Bro, I've been waiting for you guys to knock on my door for weeks. They say, Dude. He says, You guys are stallions. Riddle's a stallion. Lee's a stallion. Nash is a stallion. So let's get down to business. And then they're in this like dark, smoky room, and they got all these candles. It's pretty much their treehouse thing, it, it's kind of. Very like the treehouse, yeah. yeah. yeah from they, the back. they, they're, they're like um, doing yoga and poses and stuff. And he, they ask, he asks them, you know, what's what's been on your brains? And they say, Shaman, bro, you know, we've done it all. 
we we came in here, we won the Dusty Classic, we won the titles, and now we lost them. And it's like, have we have we hit our peak? Are we already done? Riddle says, hmm, bro, it's a rough journey. But, you know, the view from the top is chef's kiss. And MSK doesn't need to change. You've been at the top and you will continue to climb. And I will be there every step of the way. And they go, whoa, bro, you're not leaving us or anything. He goes, no, 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 I'm never leaving you. But what's in the bag, bro? Sharing is caring. And then they open the the fanny pack. And of course, we can't see what's in it. But Riddle sees it and goes, whoa, as it fades out. And they went, bro, bro. I mean, we said weeks ago, well, it's got to be the only other. It makes sense. Yeah. The only other stoner is Matt Riddle. So are we getting Riddle with them in the CWC? He said he's not going away. He says, I'm not going to leave you guys, but. Is this, is this a way to get them cheered? Uh, is it? I don't know. Like, cause they get booed a lot at, at the CWC. Well, that's just Izzy's fault. It is. No, we know whose fault it is, but is this a way to try and like give them, make them a bit more fan friendly? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Cause Matt, they're not going to boo Matt Riddle. It's unfortunate. It kind of feels like, you know, when The Rock yeah. came out for Roman at the end of the Rumble to like, oh, they're booing Roman. I don't know. And it, Rock does the, what the fuck? Why, why are they booing me? <laughs> I don't know. Like what Matt Riddle's doing with Randy Orton. I'm not watching every week on Raw, but I, I saw a picture of him wearing a blazer and then he was wearing a wig at one point. Yeah. I'm like, they're doing like, I guess, funny stuff that's working because Matt Riddle works when he's playing off someone like a Pete Dunn or a yeah. like, Matt Riddle does bring up the bruiser, uh, the broser weights. In yes. This, in this as well. Like, oh, yeah, I know Stallion Pete. Um, what, you're assuming that Riddle comes down to wrestle with them or be their manager or something? Just hang, like, not necessarily wrestle. Might have a, a match, but I'm thinking more just kind of coming to the ring with them, being on the outside. Hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't and, mind them and as maybe, a maybe, uh, like, if there's plans to bring these guys up, yeah. like, you could just literally have Matt Riddle bring them up with them. But he's busy with Randy. Yeah, but to hang out with them. Hang out with, I want to see them hang out with Randy. Yeah. Cause Randy plays the like annoyed older brother. Yeah. Really well. So I, to then have these idiots come up with Matt Riddle yeah. as well, I, I, it could be pretty entertaining. I want to see them all smoking. Mm. Like I want to see Randy smoking. Well, up. you're not going to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you, they won't show that, no. but they'll show them pretending to be yeah. high or stone. Cause Riddle definitely plays the like, like making his eyes like, oh, like heavy yeah. and stuff. Cause he's definitely playing it up. But yeah, uh, again, like it's it's too on the nose for like stoner humor. There's mm-hmm. definitely things I would have done better, but whatever. I it, at least it wasn't Santa. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. it could have been worse. But I I had no problem. With yeah, this. yeah. I want to see if it does lead to them like teaming with Riddle or having matches with him. I like his wrestling. I yeah. would like to see him if he comes back to the show for whatever reason. But I know he's he's busy with Randall, so continue doing that stuff but the shaman is matt riddle bro we go to uh uh we go to the commentary desk because they're vic and wade are like whoa what was in that bag what do you think was in that that thing what do you think was in the the fanny pack sandwiches sandwiches yeah yeah (laughs) how i met your mother Mm -hmm. anytime they mentioned weed i was Eating this sandwich, it was a really big sandwich. And after the sandwich, I was just feeling really full. <laughs> That's what they should do. <laughs> Instead of just being like, oh, weed, oh my God. Mandy Rose interjects Vic Joseph talking about the, the fanny pack of weed and goes, Vic, shut up. 
and stop drooling. Toxic attraction is here. And they're coming out later, she, they say. We're going to be out I quite like this, actually. Just shut up, Vic. This should be a running thing. <laughs> Vic, shut up. Shut up, Vic. It should be, shut up. Shut up. Vic Joseph. Because <laughs> that's how he talks. Every time he talks. <laughs> I love Vic Joseph, but he does that a lot, and it's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Every time he talks. Every time there's a big move and he's talking. <laughs> it's how he talks. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not, I'm poking fun, but it's literally what he does. It's literally what he does. Well, Toxic Attraction are going to be coming out, but they're not out yet. As we come back from break, Indy Hartwell and Persia. Fuck, this show is so long. Yeah. <laughs> Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell. Persia's like, hey, Indy, did you know Dexter was going to show up at War Games on Sunday? Indy says, no, actually, but it was a great surprise. I got to be with my Dexy. And Persia says, good. Maybe it'll help you out now that you're back with your man because you've not been here. We need to go back to the days like me and you when we tagged back in Australia. You need to focus. That's what got you here. And then I came here. We need to focus to be champions. And you need to leave the love at home. Persia laying it down for... Indy and in comes Dexter who picks up Indy they they kiss and Johnny comes in and gives them a hug as well as Persia's just like great yeah she says she's committed to Dexter and to the team damn um so does Persia turn on Indy before they win the tag championships or after they win the tag championships uh I don't know Persia is great I like Persia and I I I like Indy like as well so I, I think I'm kind of ready for when this feud happens, but it's whether you see them have a little tag run first. Well, shouldn't it? Yeah. Shouldn't it be them champions first? And then finally, like, I guess again, we need to see Persia needs to tell Indy to dump Dexter. Right. And then that happens. And I guess Indian Persia can be, here. I see it more likely if they are the t- either when they're going for the titles or when they're defending it, something happens to Dexter, which causes Indy to run off and leave Persia completely <gasps> on her own. And she still wins and she, the titles. No, she'll lose. Ah. And that's when she turns on Indy. Damn. Yeah, I, I see a lot in Persia. I could see her going for it. She's big. Yeah. She's strong. She beats people up. Definitely interested. Um, so, yeah, this is the last time we see the way in some iteration. I guess so, yeah. A wave goodbye to the way. We go to back to the ring. Are you ready for this? This woke us up. We hear some- <laughs> It's like bossa nova music or some sort of music going on. And it's, uh, well, Valentina Faraz and Eucelia Leone. And they're, we've seen these two before and they're in their like really wild outfits. I swear Valentina's got like a tiger on her shirt or something. Like a leopard or something. I don't know, but they're dancing to this music. Like just wild. Were they? (laughs) 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 They both. The dancing wasn't great. They didn't look completely into it. I loved it. It looked like they the were show. told to go out there and, hey, can you dance? We're going to play this music. And they're just, oh. I love this kind of music, though. <laughs> I like it like that. Yeah. Well. Uh, I laughed. We we were laughing. Yeah. Probably not for the right reasons. They are going up against Toxic Attraction. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane and, of course, they're the tag champions, but Mandy Rose, the women's champion here, comes out in a nice mink coat, mm. nice fur coat here. Pete is going to love it. But they come out 
Gigi and JC just beat these two up. There's a series of pump kicks that Gigi always does in the corner. JC hits a running cannonball. Um, I know Valentina comes back here. There's a pretty cool looking, like, what's rolling Samoan drop kind of thing. Uh, that was uh, Ulyssa, Ulyssa, I think. Yeah, yeah looked, looked pretty good. Yeah, for a near fall. And then a crazy, like, high-flying cross body off the top to Dolan for a near fall. Uh, but it comes to an end where eventually JC hits this, like, kick to the face. and Big boot. Sort yeah, of thing. and they get the win. Toxic attraction win. Uh, I thought Valentina and Ulyssa impressed me more than Gigi and JC here. I, I actually thought they looked pretty good, and I liked uh, Valentina screams a lot. Yes. And I'm kind of for it. It was, it was kind of entertaining. They dance, they scream. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I, I thought the dancing was bad, uh, but I thought when it actually came to the match, they, they showed that they could be quite impressive, and I think yeah. maybe keep them as a team and have them in these enhancement roles, and down the line, they could be pretty good. Uh, I, I'm still not sold on JC Jane, really. And then... Mm. I liked Gigi in War Games. I thought she actually really impressed me. But as a tag team, something's not clicking for me. It's definitely not like, it's nothing very, it's not impressive. No. It's nothing that's like blowing us away. Uh, I like the fact that they've, they made this faction. They're the champs. Cool. But every time they've wrestled, aside from this past War Games, it's been these kinds of matches. Yeah. It's not been anything to. I think as like, as annoying as I find Casey and Caden, when it actually comes to the matches, I'm usually pretty entertained with how they work as a team. I don't really see much teamwork here. Like, that, there's no real chemistry between them at all. I don't yeah, think. you just get Gigi Apart licking from the there, title. We both wear, like, hot black clothes and we yeah. lick a rose or whatever it is. Like, I don't see any connection with them. They're hot, David. That's, like, that's it. <laughs> They're the attraction. Like even even Kyle and Von try to do some tag moves. Like there's there's nothing. Yeah, they don't even do tag moves. They don't really. do any <laughs> tag moves. Like they they're two women just thrown together, and they're your champs. Uh, uh, well, they cut a promo after Mandy has the, the 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 stick. She says, "We are still the baddest bitches in town. It doesn't matter. War games, forget about it." She says, "We still have all the gold." Mandy is wearing some very shiny pants. Very shiny. I don't know how she got in these pants. Uh, like Ross from Friends with the leather pants. It's getting like, them on that. I, they're very tight. Like you gotta like, like have someone hold them and then like, I don't know, like put butter on your leg and then just yeah. like try to get it. There are tight, shiny pants. It's like if you sit down, it sounds like you're farting. 100%. <laughs> just, just very tight, shiny pants. She says it doesn't matter if you're Cora Jade or Raquel, anyone. Doesn't matter. Bring it on. So Cora Jade, she comes out. And Mandy says, who invited you? No one invited you. Uh, Mandy, you just call, called, called her out. name. Yeah, <laughs> It's the reverse Taz. <laughs> uh, why are you coming out here? No one invited you. Uh, yeah, you, you, you said my name, so I'm coming out. Cora has her arm, her shoulders in a sling from War Games. She says, Mandy, I beat you two weeks ago, and then we won War Games. So you're out here throwing all this shade. Like, why? I want a shot at the title. I've come out here to see if you want to handle this face-to-face. And Mandy, she kind of gets into the ring. Mandy's like, yeah, we can handle this. We can settle this, but there's three of us and one of you. And then out comes 
Raquel Gonzalez. Not sure why, but she comes out. Well, she's she's seeing Cora's being outnumbered, yeah. and she's a teammate. So toxic attraction. She's doing what no one did for Johnny <laughs> later in the show. Toxic attraction walk off. They they don't want to fight right now, especially in those pants. And uh, Raquel scares them off, and then kind of like gives a sign of respect to to Cora Jade. But yeah, coming to her aid here. Um, we'll see a little bit, maybe a bit more why this happened later. But yeah. So uh, we'll be getting Cora and Mandy down the line. Do, do you just put the title on Cora <laughs> and then have Raquel Killer? Hardcore from yeah. hard, I saw the, the internet was calling her Hardcore Cora Jade because of her hardcore Swanton Bomb War Games. Just give her the title, 20 year old. Why not? Champion. Uh, no, I think Mandy should beat her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, New Year's Evil, or will her shoulder be ready? <laughs> I think a shoulder can be good in a couple of weeks. Yeah, New Year's Evil. Yeah. No, I, probably you do this match in two weeks and then you have Raquel Mandy at New Year's Evil, I imagine. Uh, in the Twitch chat right now, MJ is saying it's like he thought Raquel was Cora Jade's mom <laughs> coming out to save her. You girls playing rough? Are you girls being mean to my girl? What are you doing? She had a chair, right? What are you girls doing? Stop that. Well, uh, we go from that segment to... Journal entry, Tiffany's epiphany. Yeah, that's right. Tiffany Stratton. She says that she is a natural-born athlete. My daddy hired a full-time trainer, and I was trained. And it shows clips of her like doing gymnastics and flips and all cra- very impressive stuff, insanely impressive stuff. She says that she even made it to the Olympics with Team USA, but I was too good. I need to be a solo star. And everyone knows the NXT Women's Championship is a lot better than a gold medal. So coming soon, Tiffany. But this time it's showing not, not the shopping and stuff, but clips of her. This was way, way better. Yeah. Uh, it got across her kind of like bitchy personality whilst also showing what she's capable of. Making her legitimate, showing her gymnastic background and with a focus on the NXT women's title i i actually like this one whereas all the other ones were like i like handbags that my daddy buys me and i'm like why why are you on a wrestling show this one made sense for me and i i thought it was pretty good best thing on the show tiffany yeah i haven't even seen her yet and she's gonna save 2.0 here tiffany i had an epiphany yeah i i like the i think you can blend those characters together like yeah, I have athletic background. I've been on the Olympics. I have money. and I, I don't understand why they ever ignore it. Like some people, they just don't highlight Lash their, Legend. their background. Well, first of all, where is Lash Legend? But second of all, they never even mentioned... She's basketball, is she? Yeah. 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 Um, like Bianca, obviously, they always used to show her like athletic, uh, like yeah. track and field uh, achievements and that right. kind of thing. I think you should do it. Yeah, this Tiffany looks not only like she can do all these crazy backflips and all sorts, but she's she looks jacked. Yeah, she looks ripped. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I am a little interested in seeing her come in here. We go from that promo to Tony D'Angelo backstage being interviewed, and he starts off by saying, "Huh, that Tiffany is one nimble female. Am I right?" <laughs> Jeez, Tony. Tony says, "Hey, oh, I told you we would win at war games." And I wasn't wrong. And uh, he says he's got a piece of memorabilia for these st- st- stunads. 
meaning uh, dummies or right, something, okay. stupid people, stunned people. Um, and he, he pulls out Pete Dunn's mouth guard from the match from Pete Dunn. It's like in a, it's in like a glass a display case. case piece yeah. of memorabilia. He's interrupted by Andre Chase. And he doesn't even want to, he like does not want to talk to this guy. So Tony says next week. So what's next week? He's going to fight Andre Chase? Just Andre Chase was going on and then Vic cut him off. They cut off Andre Chase purposely, I think. Yeah, it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) They should do this to a lot more people on the show. Yeah. Because he's like mid spiel about, oh, lesson and teach you. you." And and Tony walks off and they just cut to him. And Vic's like, anyways, uh, Let's go backstage to Cora, Jade, and Raquel Gonzalez. But yeah, kind of a nothing thing here. I mean, the, Tony's going to fight Petey, Petey Poppins at New Year's Evil, I think. Yeah, yeah. Pete Dunne, uh, Tony D'Angelo. And I guess Andre Chase uh, is next week, I imagine. Uh, I'm, o- I'm over the Andre Chase character oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Found oh. it funny for a few weeks, but I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over Tony <laughs> D'Angelo as well, to be honest. Tony, but Robert, De Niro, I want, Angelo? I need D'Angelo to prove himself and maybe... He can have a bit of a banger against Pete Dunne. He might win me over. I just turned to D'Angelo like, this is a podcast, but I'm doing the Robert De Niro face. Yeah. <laughs> this is Tony D'Angelo. Love him. He better, he's better, he's got the he's mouth. He's going to beat Pete Dunne, isn't he? With a crowbar. <laughs> okay. Again. Right. What's another like Italian, uh, a sh- Italian mobster weapon? Pizza cutter. <laughs> <laughs> He should pull one out to use it and then go, nah. nah. <laughs> what is it, like a shine box, shoe shine box from Goodfellas? What else could you use? Uh, a horse's head. You've got to have the, the horse's head. Yeah, but, That's been referenced. He's done the fishes thing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that. But, mm. yeah, the crowbar, I guess, continues. Um, <laughs> yeah. We go to Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. They're talking about Mandy Rose. And Raquel says, don't worry, I got Mandy. And Cora's mm. like, well, I pinned her. And I also won the War Games match, so I should be the one to so challenge. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Raquel says, like, laughs at her. Like, again, like a mom here. Like, oh, yeah. Cora, stop it. We can talk about it later. We've had enough for today. And then Kaylee Ray comes in and goes, hey, kid, meaning Cora, you deserve this bat. Just give her the bat. And she's like, well, what are you going to use? And she's like, don't worry. I got yeah, like things. if I was Cora Jade, I'd be like, "Can you stop patronizing me? I won the match for us yeah. with a with a fucking dislocated <laughs> shoulder. And what did you do? I don't need your bat, <laughs> Kaylee. Go smash up a car. Get out of here, Kaylee. Yeah, go back to NXT UK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where does Kaylee Ray go from here? Yeah, because I felt they were building Kaylee Ray up for Mandy, and yeah, possibly you do. Unless you get the title back on Raquel and you get a Raquel Kaylee feud, I feel Kaylee's going to be in the in the title picture soon. Hmm. But we're just doing this Cora Jade thing right now. Maybe it's like multi-person match. Way? Yeah, I don't know. You could. Uh, Kaylee Ray can easily go back to being a heel. Yeah, I just like smashing things is her gimmick right yeah. now. Yeah, the Rage Room gimmick yeah. was that one like real low down on the list, and she's like, huh, poker player. Daddy's girl. I mean, I could be a rage room. Kaylee Rage. Kaylee Rage. Yeah. Wow, I just got that. (laughs) Kaylee Rage. (laughs) They should just make Kaylee Streets of Rage. We go to our next match. Is this show over yet? Zion Quinn versus Santos Escobar. So Legado del Fantasma come out with uh, Electra Lopez and Zion Quinn comes out by himself, but he told 
Electra Lopez. He's got something going on with her. Like, watch my match. Right away, Zion starts choking Santos. Like, gets down on him and just starts beating him up and choking him. Um, and then Santos eventually gets to his feet and runs at Zion, but he just stops him in mid-move and Santos just drops to the mat. There's a head putt and then a huge clothesline for a near fall. Escobar eventually comes back. There's a huge Enzigiri in the corner. Zion, though, hits a Samoan drop for a near fall. There's then a spot where Santos and Zion are both standing at the top turnbuckle, but like Zion's on top of the top turnbuckle and Santos is on top of the top rope and they're both mm. standing and Santos hits a huge top rope standing avalanche Frankensteiner Huracan Rana on Quinn. Looked amazing. I thought it was terrible. You thought the Huracan Rana was... stood there forever. Well, it was so, they were standing there forever. It was yeah. so supportive and like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. The are spot itself it? looked good. Fine, but like it was... I think Sorry, Zion's I, green. I watch acrobatics, you know, like I, I didn't like it at all. I think I think Zion Quinn is very still very green. It's NXT 2.0. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what the show is. Well, he lays out. I thought the actual Hurricane Rana spot looked good, but I thought for a second he would. Yeah, it looked like he was going to do a move because he's standing there they for so long. They were just up there for so long. Yeah, the 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 move itself eventually hit great because Santos hits a cool one. It has Zion Quinn laid out and. It's Electra Lopez who goes over to him and grabs Zion's hand and puts a brass knucks on his hand. And as he gets to his feet, he realizes he has these. The ref sees it somehow and is like, hey, get rid of those. So he, Wild pointed out. Yeah, to the ref. like, look, he's got these knucks. So he turns around and gives it to the ref and is welcomed by the phantom driver. One, two, three. I am shook that Santos picked up the win here, but he did. And then afterwards, they're all celebrating, and Santos purposely raises Electra's hand like, yeah, we showed you. We tricked you, buddy. I, I kind of... Uh, the the match didn't do much for me. It felt a bit flat. Um, but I did think the finish was quite unique. I like how they're teasing. Uh, did Electra Lopez give it to cause yeah. a distraction and have Santos win, or did she give it to help right. Zion win? I, I thought that was... Zion win. Zion win. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was pretty uh, clever, actually. I quite liked the finish. And even the the look Electra was giving to Santos at the end, you're like, yeah. uh, did she mean to do that? Um, but the match itself I was a little flat for me. I was I was kind of burnt out by this point. It This show felt way longer than usual for me. This is how I feel every week watching mm. this show. This show needs to be one hour. <laughs> we go to the parking lot. We know it's a dangerous place, but not lately. Lately, it's been... That's how you know 2.0 is fucking soft. The parking lot is soft, too. We see Diamond Mind, and they're discussing the weight limit and 205 Live, possibly, when they're welcomed by Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And Trick says it's all about checks and championships. And, well, sure, Roddy's... They, that's when This is when the line comes from Carmelo, who says, Roddy is the last man standing from that group. Yeah. Like, what a throwaway comment. If you don't know, like, what? What, what happened to Kyle? What do you mean? Just what about saw Kyle, Kyle this earlier? He's here. What are you talking about? He's he's fine. He just lo- he just got beat up. What are you talking about? He says that Roddy's not a true champion. I'm the A champion, and you know it, they're they're alluding that Roddy and Mello will have a match, and to see whose champion is the better champion, and the title is the better title. So foreshadowing, possibly putting the titles together. I, fine. I'm all for that. It's a bit weird seeing that we've set up a Braun match earlier in the night. Uh, I think 
yeah, I'm interested in both matches. Bron versus Roddy sounds like it could be pretty good. Uh, Roddy versus Melo should be really good. Um, New Year's Evil, Carmelo versus Roddy, maybe a ladder match or something, because that's that's what they do whenever they're unifying things. So yeah, um, but just odd to set both up in the same week. Uh, it was, but I, I'm for it though. It, it sounds like a good match. It ends with Melo and Trick leaving, and Bivens <laughs> just kind of angry and kind of out loud says, "Why is everyone here so disrespectful?" <laughs> As it cuts away, uh, he's not wrong. We get a shot of Johnny Gargano backstage with Candice LeRae and their dog, Podme. He gives Podme a little little hug, a little one-two kiss, and says, I'll, I'll be back as he's getting ready for his final promo here tonight. When we come back from break, we see Boa. It's a vignette for him. He's calling out Idris Enafe. He says, you don't understand. Once I become one with this power that Mei Ying has given me, it will be impending doom. So next week, Boa versus Idris. That'll put butts in seats. Is that how that sure. goes? Yeah. Yep. We go to the, the shot of the CWC, and the whole crowd is chanting Johnny Wrestling. As the theme hits, this rebel heart, this rebel heart, Johnny Gargano comes out. He's wearing his Daniel Bryan t-shirt with his maroon jacket. Yeah. Just like the one you have. And he's already crying. He's already teary-eyed. He comes into the ring. The crowd is chanting everything. Johnny Wrestling, all that. Fuck yeah, Johnny Wrestling. He says, uh, we're running a little late tonight. Good thing Chucky is already over. So we, we, we only, we're being followed up by London is following, falling so they can wait. Mentioning the movie that's coming on USA Network right now. He talks about being a Nikita guy instead. He says, uh, I'm sorry. And some guy in the crowd chants, I love you, Johnny. He says, I love you too. And then the crowd chant, please don't go. He says, I wanted to give you wrestling I was proud of. And you have no idea. In 2015, I had my first ever WWE tryout. And I was told I would never be in NXT. I haven't been blessed with genetic gifts, you can say. But because of one man, William Regal, I was booked in a match against Apollo Crews. And all you guys at Full Sail, you chanted my name. And, well, then they brought me back again and again, week after week, until I've had main events, I've had video games, I've had everything. You all helped me live my dream. I'm still that eight-year-old chubby wrestling fan. And some guy in the crowd says, I'm chubby chubby too. And he goes, yeah, and laughs. He says, I've dealt with self-confidence issue my whole life. I've doubted myself. I'm doubting myself even right now. I truly love this place. I believe in it so much. And I, I, I'm back in Ohio. I know my mom is watching. Hi, mom. My dad, well, he's probably sleeping. Hi, dad. But I have family here. And he starts listing all the people he's, he's got family here. In NXT, he mentions Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Matt Bloom, the list goes on and on. To the promo package people. Yeah, it talks about the people that produced all the Wave vignettes. Terry Taylor, Sarah Amato, Vic Joseph. He says he's close friends. He talks about, I think, Dustin's the video package guy. Sean Hayes. He just lists all these people. He says, this is my family and that will never change. And I know change is scary, but sometimes it needs to happen. So I have one message. You will never fail if you bet on yourself. I don't know my immediate future, but... I may do some things here and there, but in February, the most important job of my life will come, and that is being a dad 
And then the crowd chants, baby wrestling. Aww. Definitely a weird chant out of context. Baby wrestling. Yeah. Baby wrestling. <laughs> he says, I'm going to love that little guy so much. And uh, he says, I will worry about Candace. And then as he's going on here, the camera stays real tight on him. And the crowd the, the changes. Like, oh, he's behind you. Johnny. It is, it Johnny. is panto season. Yeah. Uh, he is attacked from behind ah. by... Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller attacks Johnny with a steel chair, beats him up, goes ringside, puts the chair around Johnny's neck, throws him right into the steel steps in the post. And if that wasn't enough, he then power bombs Johnny through the announce table right in front of Vic. Wow, great friend he is. Laying Johnny out and says, you want views? This is my house now. Get out of here as the crowd chants, piece of shit. Yeah. That was a good chant. That's one of my favorite. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Grayson Waller definitely eats. Eats sloppy steaks and Trafonis. Definitely. As it goes off the air, goodbye, Johnny Gargano. Mm. Finn. Uh, promo was great, obviously. It's Johnny and he's, he's always good at these heartfelt promos. Um, I assume he's, Taking a break for a few months. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him pop up anywhere for the time being. I do see him coming back to WWE uh, down the line. Mm-hmm. Possibly the end of... Uh, I think this should be the end of NXT for him, though. Well, I mean, Grayson took him out, though, so... Uh... <laughs> I... Yeah, I... I can see I can see people being mad by the Grayson Waller thing, but you do want to kind of try and give these guys something and make them a bigger deal. I think Grayson Waller's kind of story does make sense that he's been trying to get noticed. And even the fact that he's, he was shunned earlier by the woman makes him be like, all right, well, I need to get the attention here. So I think it made sense. The attack at the end, they needed to explain where Champa was. They should have had just a bit when, when you're doing the highlights of war games, have something like, and Champa's, uh, Champers recovering from a slight injury he had at War Games or something like that. You, because you've explained why like his teammates aren't there, like LA Knight. I think you should have explained why Champer, the guy he's had all this history with in NXT, and to bring up the fact that Vic is like his best friend, and then Vic is just stood there, like oh, like, calling it. <laughs> yeah, like it makes you look like a coward. I'm sorry, but like if. Someone was attacking you, yeah. even if I don't think I've got any fight in it. I'm gonna try and do something to help you out, right? right. Thank you. I mean it. Yeah. So fuck you, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. Okay. So Johnny Gargano cuts a fantastic promo. Yeah. And uh, seemed genuine and heartfelt. It and did. It everything. did. It doesn't necessarily answer any questions because yeah, he says I might do something here and there. So. He mentions he's going to be a dad and he's focused on that. But the fact that they wrote him off like this gave him this promo time. It does lean towards that they're in good books. They're they're in good. They're still. Whereas Kyle is throwaway lines. This is yeah. This is him addressing. You're not going to see me for a bit. Yeah. So you're not, definitely not seeing Johnny till like the new year past that. But uh, it potentially could mean he's in what SmackDown or Raw. I don't know. Maybe he does go to AEW, but maybe it's the best choice right now because there's no room for him right now in in the other place or or in I the mean, other place. Take like he can. I'm sure his 
body wants a bit of yeah to recover a little bit he's gonna be a dad um he could take six months if he wanted hell yeah you know he could work like if he's not under contract which as of in three days time he's not unless he's re-signing right away yeah could do the odd indie date here and there do a couple of dream things pwg that kind of thing if he wanted and then come back down the line either to an aw which doesn't feel quite as swamped with all these new names i just worry like johnny's my favorite but i just i look at that aw roster right now and go where do you fit in right now yeah like obviously you, you there's won't, dream won't be at the top of the yeah. card right away you might you'll have some cool matches and he hasn't been to the top here for a while though. i mean he ended here no. in the main spot and then that but there's that lack of faith in what they do with him in on the main roster now, I'd look at him, and I'm sure a Triple H would look at him and go, oh, we don't have Daniel Bryan anymore. Johnny Gargano, slot. Right. That role. But there's a bad track record, and unfortunately, Daniel Bryan's don't always happen in WWE. But if, like, what's going to get him to stay? Like, if I was him, I'd need assurances. You've seen everything going on. You go, right, I'm going to be a dad. You really want me to stay? You can't fucking cut me. You're giving me a three-year contract? That's what it is. I can't walk out of it. You can't walk out on it. Unless we both mutually agree to that, you know? Yeah. And what will you do with me? What are your plans? Why do you want me to stay? Manage Keith Lee. Yeah. Like, what are your plans? Tell me. Give me six months of what you want to do with me, ideally. I think that's those are the kind of assurances people in his position need now. Well, having he, seen the last six months, he's, he's been the glue of this show. Like mm. he is Mr. NXT. He is Johnny Takeover. No pun intended. They were using that name because he's been the main draw for this company. He's held it together when it's been even before 2.0, when it's kind of been in the mud here and there. He was the one guy who would still put on the one bang and match mm. on the show, would still hold it together, whether it be tag matches, whether it be the stuff with the way that's been going on for almost over a year now. Before that, like mm. his run has, oh, he's he was essentially enhancement talent that proved he was more than enhancement talent. Like well, as he said, in as here, he said, he was in wrestling week after week, no contract. He was no contract, jobbing to everyone, and then eventually became a champion. Mind you, it wasn't for a while, but he has main evented. He has stolen the show repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Mm. So it's like, how do you fuck this guy up? But they still w- would probably manage to do that. So taking time away does make sense, but. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really, it's, it's fine the fact that, yeah, okay, this guy's leaving, so we might as well get the heat on someone. I just hate that it's Grayson Waller. I, I, I do not like Grayson Waller. If it should have been Big Vaughn, I kicked Kyle to the curb, I'm sending you out of here too. Grayson Waller, I'm not a fan of. He's, it's, it's X-Pac Heat. I already mentioned earlier. It's like, yeah, you're the guy who does likes and swipes. Cool. You can do a tope. A lot of people do. I don't like you. I, I get what they're trying to do, so I'm not, not being butt hurt because the guy took out Johnny. Yeah. It needed to happen because that's what happens in wrestling. It's just like, yeah, where was Champa? Because after this camera stopped rolling, Champa came out. Right. <laughs> There's a great video and a great shot on Twitter where they're both sitting side by side in the ring, doing, pull, like, pose. doing the pose, and Kyle's on the outside, like clapping and right. firing up. They had their they had their moment, but they they maybe should have just ended with that. But I guess they w- want to give someone the rub. Unfortunately, it was Grayson Waller. So I hate Australians now. <laughs> I like. I, I disagree. I, I think Waller is 
he feels your to, favorite. No, I I don't like him, but I I don't like him for the right reasons. I think he he seems like as I mentioned earlier, he seems like those douchebags who would be outside Belfast Love that we can't get into. You know, right. like he feels like more of a real dickhead rather than any of these characters, and it, he makes his character makes more sense to me in the modern world where that's how it is. It is people obsessed with how they are and they don't really care about doing the work. They just care about getting the likes and shit. And even his kind of story arc over the last few weeks, being with this this feud with LA Knight, which has then turned him into a bit more bitter about uh, these veterans and thinking, no, it's not your time, fuck off. Getting shunned by the woman earlier in the night is going to knock his his like cred yeah and he's like fuck you johnny i'm gonna go after you and make a name for yourself i've i've enjoyed uh i he i don't like his look i don't really like the whole boxer look it 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 looks very odd to me so now he wears hawaiian shirts but he, no i mean when he's wrestling he's wearing yeah. the the boxer thing um but uh but yeah he he hasn't i've enjoyed his matches i enjoyed his match with champa i think he is more than a tope yeah, I I don't I don't I'm not yeah, I'm not mad that someone takes out Johnny after his quote unquote farewell. Mm. Like that's kind of you we ex- we were talking when we were watching the show tonight. Okay, who's beating him up? Is mm. it is it Champa? They're going to have one more match live on TV <laughs> right now. Screw the movie, just air another half hour where they fight yeah. one more time. But it had to be this guy. I I just I think it just brings me down to the point where it's NXT 2.0. They just literally ruin everything i like <laughs> um i yeah i don't like grayson waller i don't really see it with him i think you may have could have used this for someone else you could have used this for a new character someone who's who's been in then there. you'd be yelling who the fuck is this guy exactly who, sorry they're bringing in more i still people? don't know who grayson waller is every time i see him i'm like who is this again oh fuck it's that guy until he speaks and he's i hear his australian accent i'm like oh yeah it's that guy it's like he doesn't look he doesn't stand what's the thing when vince sees johnny gargano and says you wouldn't stand out at an airport mm. Grayson Waller does not stand out at an airport. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, I hated this episode of NXT. Best part of it was Johnny's speech. It seemed sincere. It didn't seem like fake yeah, sports yeah. entertainment until the bit end. So in the end, yeah, you got heat on Grayson Waller. I guess it did its job and it was very effective. But the the story here is, hey, where is Johnny going? We still don't know. So don't know. he says, hey, I'm taking time off. So we got to respect that, guys. Let him have his time off. Yeah, I... I liked, uh, I somewhat liked the cage match and I liked Johnny's promo. Um, it, it didn't really say it, for me Davey, this week. say it. No, because <laughs> I'm not a fucking broken record. NXT is dead. Johnny has left us. That means it's dead. It's dead in the water. Who do we have left? Who do we have left? Champa. Champa. That's it. And he's losing the title in two weeks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. Uh, Definitely one of my least favorite episodes. I was on a high, if you could even call it that, after War Games, but this episode was definitely putting me to sleep. Um, I'm, I, I love Johnny Gargano and he's had quite a run here in NXT. So definitely pour one out, pour many out. Shout out to Gargano Pizzeria, which maybe I'm sure will be hanging around there soon. Um, and I'm wishing him the best with his family and stuff, but, uh, big, big fan of that guy and all the stuff he's done the past, what, five years? 2006 six years yeah. like five meaning like the real good chunk of stuff that oh and roddy there. roddy's still there roddy's still there he just signed an ex he's he's signed he's yeah. there for a while yeah he was yeah he was like the extra guy like he joined undisputed era afterwards like he's good trust he's me he's been I lo- there since 
2015. He's no, been there no, for yeah. a long time, but he's not he's not been in a Gargano spot. He's not no, been in that no, no, no. kind of kind of spot. So I I love Roderick Strong. Don't get me wrong, but he hasn't done much for us lately. Like his ma- even that I think after that match with Kushida, I he was mm. a write off for me. Um, but yeah, he's just chilling. He's gonna lose that title soon, and where's he gonna end up? Right? Yeah. All, all our favorites are disappearing. And it's like, yeah, this is a developmental. It should be like that. It should be moving and rotating every six to 12 months. It should swap out people. It's just Gargano was on this like crazy run of like match of the year after match of the year after match of the year. Yeah. Like we're talking all time classics. Like mm. you go to bat that Gargano almost is one of, if not your favorite match ever. And like, he, I see a lot of people agree with that. Same with that DIY tag match. Same with, Adam Cole, Gargano, two out of three, both of their matches, like all of their matches. So it is a big loss to this show. Cause like I said, watching this show every week, doing a podcast on the show every week, even before 2.0, there were so many times where we're like, Ooh, this episode was dead in the water, but it had Gargano versus Roddy or mm. Gargano versus insert this person. And it usually like made us go, well, that was pretty good. Cause this, yeah. this guy gets it. This guy gets this whole pro wrestling thing. And. Part of me does have interest in seeing him. And this is going to sound shocking. Part of me wants to see him be a huge star in WWE, but because Vince McMahon does not like short people, he's Randy Newman, that Vince McMahon. <laughs> he'd, uh, <laughs> like, he'd make me watch main roster. Yeah. Like, I, I, he would. I, I tune into his segments to see what they're doing, where I can't say I, I've said the same about a lot of the people that have moved up. Agreed. Um, but of it, of yeah. course, we want to see, look. I want to see him go to the Indies and do PWG and wrestle on AEW and stuff like that. Right now, it might not be. The- I just want this company to be better. You've got the talent. You've got yeah. the talent there. I shouldn't be hoping that you you leave to go to another company because realistically, it's only AEW. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not watching AEW. I'm not waiting six months to get a DVD of PWG. Like I'm not doing these things. I yeah. don't have time. I'll tune into an odd match here and there. Sure, but I like following weekly stuff and right. that's AEW and wwe for me and this company needs to be better you've got the fucking talent there and grayson waller <laughs> i think i think this show is is every week it makes me more sad and mad at the same time as, as a fan of this and 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 talking to a lot of people a lot of our listeners uh, who write in and, and and tweet us and all that stuff have been like more so than ever have been like oh love listening to you because it's i swapped it out mm. i started succession i started this i started watching anything fucking else than this show because it just doesn't hit what it was doing by like by miles and i totally totally see that and i totally agree i could not stand this show tonight i was just waiting for this johnny gargano i was like fuck this show is so long you so it feels so long it needs to go back to one hour put it back on the network mm. make it what it was before because it ain't it. It ain't it. But someone, someone out there must love it. Someone out there must be like, oh, this is what it should be. Well, Dominic loves it. He <laughs> says, great episode tonight. I like the way all the new feuds were set up. Bron versus Roddy will be great. Malcolm Bivens is my new favorite on the mic. Glad he is on NXT because he would disappear on Mondays and Fridays. Great way to build two new hills by taking out Johnny and Kyle. Oh, Johnny, you took us on a ride. But is he gone or just gone till the baby is born? So till February. So Dominic liked it. Shout out Dominic. Mm. Dominic Mysterio. No. Maybe. Um, we go to Andrew McDonald from Cape Breton. 
I find when I watch WWE, I end up comparing them to AEW, and tonight's show is a good example of some of the main differences. AEW, almost to a fault, is a babyface company. A lot of the time in undercard matches, the babyfaces will always go over, and they will go out on their way to send the crowd home happy. One negative of this is stables like Team Taz and the Hardy family office end up getting jobbed out, whereas the main focus is on the very top heels like Elite, MJF, and Danielson. They are also known for the hometown hero winning in their hometown up until recently, where it was a storyline with Danielson. I feel like this is done to build up audience trust and to build towns for the future. With WWE, they want to keep their happy moments as infrequent as possible. I think it would have been... For the best to let Johnny go into the sunset with his head held high, simply for the fans in attendance and the hardcore NXT viewers. It just seems like another example of, think of the heat. I just felt like Grayson Waller attack was more groan-inducing and doesn't stand out in a world where getting the heat and there never being a payoff is the norm. Speaking of heat not being there, with Tiffany Stratton, people focus on the daddy-daughter fetish of the NXT creative, but something that's never brought up is the talk of her daddy puts Tiffany in the position of being an underling? Not sure what that means. He says, the real star is daddy, not her. Daddy literally did everything and she would be nothing without daddy. I'm reminded of Jim Cornette when he started out as a manager and his mommy got him everything. The problem is Cornette was a Weasley manager and she's supposed to be your next big star when in reality, she's not a a star at all. Daddy is. I do kind of agree with what Andrew was saying there about um, the Grayson Waller attack where it doesn't you're getting the heat, but there's no payoff. Like if Johnny is gone, if Johnny is moving to the main roster or whatever, it's, there's no payoff. It's just, you get booze. You realize this guy's a bit of a dick. Um, like I got why they did it, but it would have been nicer. Just, just have that Sean and Kyle, Sean, Kyle Gargano hug on TV. You know, that would have been a way yeah. nicer way, but we he's kind of right. This, this week, do it. this week, the trending thing from raw that I keep seeing is a, the angry girl in the crowd. She's so mad at the segment or whatever segment it was. Right. It's like, yeah, there's more times in WWE they piss you off than make you feel good. Yeah. When's the last time WWE did something that made you feel good? Kofi Kingston winning the title? Mm. Yeah. Probably. Releasing Daniel Bryan? That made me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank no, you, Andrew. Yeah, I get, I get what he's saying there. Uh, go to Dylan who says, Remember just before Samoa Joe's return when NXT was chaos with each segment flowing into the next and different segments of the main of the roster interacting in unique ways? NXT felt like that tonight and I loved it. Wagner versus Kyle O'Reilly was good and did exactly what it needed to do. Breaker vs. Strong is an interesting match, but not sure who can afford a loss here, but I'm excited. Roddy can afford the loss there, I'm telling you. <laughs> also, Biven said Roddy has permanently lifted the weight limit on the title, meaning it has to be unified with the North American or NXT title soon. I found myself surprised the ref called the Creed brothers out on the tag rope for not being held until I realized it set up the finish. Oh, I missed that. So the ref actually called the Creed brothers out on it first. They were like, so yeah. then that's why he had to call, they had to call yeah. out Briggs. Makes sense. Furious that the Creed brothers lost, especially to Briggs Jensen, but the finish was unique. That being said, an NCAA All-American wrestler losing by roll-up feels like a damn plot hole. <laughs> Hayes versus Loomis did not need a DQ finish, but the match was fine. Riddle was the Shaman is money. If he pulls double duty weekly, I'll be quite pleased. Him pointing to the sky as if Pete was dead had me cracking up. Those three together are going to be fantastic. Toxic Attraction gave a lot more offense to the salsa dancer and off-brand Ty Conti than expected. Escobar beating Quinn with some tomfoolery was a good choice, in my opinion. Feud isn't over yet, and I'm enjoying it. 
That closing segment was damn near perfection, though. Johnny gave us every reason to believe this was a heartfelt goodbye. Since he was closing the show, I thought he was going to say he was headed to the main roster, but nope. Serious Mark Henry retirement vibes. If Henry hadn't done it years ago, there's not a shot in hell I would have expected it tonight. Waller's going to get nuclear heat now. The subtle setup with Waller and Knight earlier on the show was perfect, too. Uh... You're, you're, you might be right there, Dylan, saying that Waller is going to get nuclear heat because obviously the feud is going to be Champ is going to get want to fight him again mm. and get revenge for beating up Johnny. But if you watched, there was heat. But then a lot of the people were like yawning and being like going to their friends. Sorry, who's that? Mm. Who's that guy? Oh, it's Grace. Oh, yeah, that guy. Right. So I don't know. Even you said to me, you were like, ooh, that's not a lot of heat there. Yeah, like some – well – because you can see the cloud so clearly because yeah. of all these lights. A lot of people just sat watching. <laughs> <laughs> Who's attacking him? Is that shit? Uh, nah, it's fine. I'll sit down. We go to Sean McTeer who writes in, NXT 2.0 put a pretty decent show tonight. The opening cage match was decent, but given everything he's done in NXT, it didn't feel like a worthy send-off for Kyle. Vaughn handed himself well in the match, and I was almost on board with the switch to a possible top heel. Then he spoke. Woof. Shout out. Come Tuesday. He says, I am 1% on board for Braun versus Roddy and Diamond Mind as he works his way back to Champa. Next week's match should be great. Riddle as the shaman was good and made sense. He is a multi-time tag champ after all. And the tease of Riddle doing double duty is interesting, but will it be enough to keep people from booing MSK? Their narrative for the tag and women's divisions tonight are that there are a lot of possible contenders, which makes sense for the tag picture with the Dusty Classic maybe on the horizon. But I hope they find a more interesting way to narrow the women's field other than other four-way. Match of the night goes to Santos and Zion. Santos did his usual great job, but I also thought Quinn stepped up. I'm really into this feud. There's plenty of intrigue. Uh, he continues, a big negative for me is the continuation of Grimes and Hudson. I really hoped this whole thing would go away with Duke's hair. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're getting a no-holds-barred match. Pass. Also pass on any more Tony D and Andre Chase. Closing segment was awesome. The way LA and Grayson subtly set up earlier in the night was excellent, and Johnny crushed his farewell, leading to the big moment. The only Kavat. Ca- is Grayson Waller, the guy for that spot? Time will tell. Waller has skills and can talk. He's public enemy number one now. Hopefully he's ready. As an elephant in the room, Johnny's future is unclear. I won't speculate, but is this really his swan song? It felt weird that Champa wasn't there. A lot of interesting stuff tonight. Hopefully NXT can build going forward. Whew, that was a lot. We've got a lot this week. That was a novel. Glenn says Joe Gacy's versus 205 Live will make the show relevant for the first time ever. These screaming jobbers are way more impressive than JC and Gigi. Yeah, I thought so too. I slept through the entire rest of the show, so I look forward to listening to this one. We go to Megan, who writes in, All I needed to see was Johnny's farewell. It was endearing, heartfelt, and real. Grayson Waller ruining that was just deplorable. That said, if he needs to step away, it's more than earned it, as he's going to be a dad in two months. The competition down the block is already full as it is. Once again, I'm eternally grateful for Johnny wrestling. Well, there you have it. We Thank have, yeah, we see people have also posted the video. So, like, again, after I mentioned Champa and Kyle came down, it uh, looked like, what, Shawn Michaels was there as well, yeah. hugging out with Johnny and Kyle and Champa was there and just celebrating and... Yeah, that's that's it for Johnny Gargano. Well, thank you for your feedback, guys. We put it up on the Up Next Facebook group every week. So if you've not joined that already, go ahead and do so. Yeah, go join us on uh, the Facebook group there. Oh, there's one from the the post wrestling oh, for- feedback that just thread. Came in. Yeah, let's go to MJ from NJ who says, "Hate to say it, but both heels looked good t- taking out Kyle and Johnny. They had WWE bigger guy appeal compared to the genetically inferior guys leaving." 
pour one out. Seeing Kyle next week should be great. Is that possible? Winter is coming. Johnny, I suspect, becomes Johnny Indy, Johnny Dad, and who knows? Maybe AEW and opens the Forbidden Door and wrestles Champa at Endgame. I'm continuing to enjoy NXT 2.0. It's back to a blank canvas. Throw stuff against the wall and see what splatters and works. It's really closer to its origins now. And as someone who thought the USA Network run of Black and Gold was too overproduced and hyped, I enjoy this type of offering as easy to watch with simple characters. Vignettes, I just wish it was one hour and not live. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think the show needs to maybe squeeze back to being an hour. There's just a lot of the same garbage. We watch this on TV live on Tuesday nights. And we play a game, me and you, because we watch it together. Is this a commercial or is this the show back on? Oh, yeah. Because so many overproduced and shitty TV commercials match the same vibe nxt 2.0 they play the instrumental music bed someone's talking there's a terrible one-liner that doesn't go over well that's nxt 2.0 and then there's grayson waller uh guys thank you so much again at up next podcast on twitter for all the updates of all the shows we do we do so many podcasts we'll be back tomorrow night live on twitch as we record bd elite talking all about some dynamite we will be doing the same thing next week for winter is coming so all that aew chat for that show tomorrow and listen to shot in the dark again on this very free feed in 15 minutes or less john Cena will fill you in on everything else you don't watch like impact uh is ring of honor still a thing uh soon to be not yeah but, yeah. but he still he's watching all that stuff and will fill you in in 15 minutes dark or less. dark elevation everything uh 205 live nxt uk all of that he also has a t-shirt if you want to support John Cena, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash up next and look for that shot in the dark tee, uh, as well as all of our other shirts and hoodies and all that stuff. But go check that out as well. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. You can tell NXT 2.0 has defeated me. It has beat me, guys. It's done it. I'm beaten. I'm bruised. I need two months off just like Johnny. We Gargan. need to end this show because <laughs> this negativity is putting me to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe and long live Johnny Wrestling. Ahoy! Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen, but Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses, or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt, especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.